Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday. It is January 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. NBA superstar LeBron James has broken his silence on the death of his friend Kobe Bryant and promised to carry on his legacy. The foreword for the Los Angeles Lakers took to Instagram on Monday night, one day after Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash, along with his daughter and seven others. I'm not ready, but here I go, James started his post. Man, I sit, I'm sitting here trying to write something for this post, but every time I try, I begin to cry again just thinking about you, niece Gigi and the friendship bond brotherhood we had. James went on to say that he heard Brian's voice Sunday morning before he left Philadelphia to head back to Los Angeles, and he had no idea it would be the last conversation they would ever have. He went on to promise Bryant that he would continue his legacy. You mean so much to us all here, especially at Laker Nation, and it's my responsibility to put this on my back and keep it going. Please give me the strength from the heavens above and watch over me. Bryant's final tweet was a nod to James after he passed him in the NBA's third highest scorer of all time, the NBA icon was one of nine people killed when a helicopter crashed in rough terrain in Calabasas Sunday morning. The crash killed his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, two coaches at schools in Orange County, the wife and daughter of one of those coaches, the pilot, and a mother and a daughter. The crash remains under investigation. Philadelphia police are searching for the suspect accused of stealing a backpack with jewelry worth up to $500,000 belonging to former Philadelphia 76er star Allen Iverson. It was in a backpack? Yeah, it was in a backpack. Uh, The incident happened Monday morning around 10.30 at the uh, Sofitel Hotel located on South 17th Street. Sources confirmed that the suspect... Well, so, okay, so, yes, it, it was in a backpack. I, I heard one report that the kid or the person took the backpack, um, but then another one saying that he took the jewelry out of the backpack. Okay. So. Uh, but it was, they're saying, worth up to $500,000. Iverson was not present at the time of the theft. The suspect is described as a 20-year-old man standing six feet uh, six feet tall and was a thin build. He was last seen wearing a dark-colored jacket, red shirt, dark-colored pants, and black and white sneakers. Anyone with information uh, is asked to contact police at 215-686-TIPS. President Donald Trump is scheduled to host a Keep America Great campaign rally at the Jersey Shore tonight. Some are up, uh, set up with tents and lawn chairs, lawn chairs already outside of the Wildwood Convention Center on the 4500 block of the boardwalk. The city of Wildwood is preparing for a large number of visitors and adding security. Mayor Pete Byron said that he expects tens of thousands of people to show up for the scheduled event. The rally will take place in New Jersey's second congressional district, represented by Republican Representative Jeff Van Drew. Van Drew switched from the Democratic Party to the GOP in December of 2019 and pledged his underlying uh, un, I'm, I'm sorry, support for President Trump. Uh, some supporters will likely be turned away as the Wildwood Convention Center only holds 7,500 people. The doors will open at 3 o'clock this afternoon and like I said, there's already people in line. 7,500 uh, is the max? Is the max. Wow, in, in the I thought it was center. more. Yeah, so they're saying, they've actually set up TVs outside, so they're saying for the people who don't get in they'll at least be able to watch. Um, but the rally begins at 7 o'clock, so doors open at 3, rally begins at 7. Uh, there'll be closures along the Garden State Parkway, between Atlantic City and Wildwood after the president arrives. Uh, Wildwood is typically quiet this time of year, but uh, officials are saying that restaurants are open and hotels are booked because of people down there for this convention. Mm. All right, in sports this morning.
76ers will return to the court tonight with the game at home against the Golden State Warriors. The Sixers are tied with the Indiana Pacers for sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Ten and a half games behind the Milwaukee Bucks and two and a half games behind the Toronto Raptors who are in second. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. The game between the Los Angeles Lakers and the LA Clippers scheduled for tonight at the Staples Center has been postponed. In a statement, the NBA said the decision was made out of respect for the Lakers organization which is deeply grieving the tragic loss of Lakers legend Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter Gianna along with seven other people. The game will be rescheduled at a later date. In college basketball, the Villanova Wildcats have won six games in a row to improve to 16 and three on the season and have moved into the, into the top 10 in the AP rankings. The number eight Wildcats will take on the St. John's Red Storm in New York tonight. Tip-off is at 6.30, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Cad. So we're ready to go on a Tuesday morning. We have a few things set up and ready. First and foremost, $1,000. By the way, uh, we are now less than a week away from wrapping this up, so just want to put a sense of urgency into you if you have not participated in easy money yet. The last day we will be doing it is next Monday, so don't miss your opportunity. And you do get that opportunity five times in the course of every day, Monday through Friday, while we do this promotion. So 8 a.m. is your first shot at it. We'll give you the word and the means of which to enter. It's pretty simple stuff, and maybe you walk away $1,000 or, at the end of it all, $10,000 richer. I mean, that alone. Just go for, go for that effort. So every yeah. time you get a chance to participate, use the app and, and vote. You know, yeah, or the website. Or the website. Get in that way, and you're in the running for 10 Gs. You should do it. Uh, we also have, stopping by this morning, our friends from the Piccolili uh, in Shamal, New Jersey. And they're getting ready for the, uh, the Super Bowl this weekend. So uh, they're stopping in today, and uh, they want you to... Place your orders for their award-winning wings for uh, Sunday. So get yourself set for all that stuff or head over there, of course, for the quote-unquote big game. <laughs> you know, it's You're weird. You're not allowed to say the word Super Bowl when it's in conjunction with a promotion. So yeah. I can say it because yeah. I'm not promoting anything. They are, but yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Stupid! It's so staggeringly dumb. That's why in every commercial right now you hear the big the game. Big game. Blah, blah, blah. Except I have a sponsor that says it because they're, they're, they paid yeah, a sponsorship. They're probably officially um, affiliated with the NFL. They yeah. say that you can start a brisket at the beginning of the Super Bowl, <laughs> and it will be ready by the time the Super Bowl ends. You can That's smoke it. Come back and be ready for the second half yeah. of the Super Bowl. Not going to say the advertiser, yeah. but they yeah. suggest you start that's, the brisket the at the game. beginning. Yeah. But before the big game, there's a big raid with Calendar Girls there on uh, Friday night. Well, that's worth it. Yeah. Sweet. I, I don't know if you're allowed to say calendar raid or not. I tell you what, it's the, the party and the gathering aspect of this Super Bowl that holds any fascination for me. You know, So uh, it's, it's sort of getting lost in the sauce, but the party's good. So looking forward to not watching the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> uh, Marissa will be there, actually, yes, on Friday night, and she will be with uh, Calendar Girls, Calendar Girls Nicole and Dominique. Well, there you go. A calendar Raid party from 5 till 7. So it's happy hour time. It's free calendars. It's the whole thing. Make sure you stop by. Speaking of Calendar Girls, Miss January, uh, we actually have her uh, profile up now and a Q&A session. Her name is Gina, so if you want to check that out, it is at PrestonandSteve.com. It's something we're doing every month with the girls just to find out a little bit more about them and some extra photos that you may not yes. have seen yet. So those are available, so take a look if you will. Uh, so Piccolele stopping in today, and also uh, it's Tattoo's Day. So oh, my God. If you'd like to win a Preston and Steve tattoo 
text the word tattoo two three nine three three three, and uh, by the end of the show, we're going to draw somebody randomly, and you get to go to uh, world famous Philadelphia Eddie's tattoo in South Philadelphia. You know, I'm thinking of a tattoo as well now. Are you really getting a brisket? Uh, <laughs> brisket tattoo. Yeah, brisket has been so much on my mind oh, lately. Yeah. I understand. You know, you got to honor that. Well, yeah. I mean, is it going to be sliced or is it going to be a right. full? Well, what are we going to think about this? I do the whole thing because I'm going to yeah. use it for timing purposes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyhow, those things are more taking place on the show this morning. I'm going to take a break. Come back and uh, get into the entertainment report. We have more on the uh, the Kobe Bryant stories as developing the investigation and so on, uh, and a few other things passed along to you as well. So, we'll return in just a moment. So make sure you stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so for the stupid question, going to give away a four-pack of three-day passes for the Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show and a dozen Callaway golf balls. And this will be February 7th through the 9th, Philly Expo Center. And that is in Oaks, PA, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I want to make sure that's the one, right? <laughs> so the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks? Thank you. There we go. All right. So uh, this is a very interesting question and something I'd never heard of before. Oh. In the world of aviation, the Caterpillar Club is for who? Two the Caterpillar one, Club. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Never heard of that. this. This is really cool. In the world of aviation, the Caterpillar Club is for who? Let's see if you know the answer to that, 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go through some birthdays today while we are awaiting your answer Tuesday, January 28th. Birthdays include Mr. Elijah Wood, the actor. Elijah. Elijah, Lord of the Rings, uh... Deep Impact, and so on. He's been yeah. here twice. Uh, in the studio? Yeah, yeah. he yeah. came like uh, 10 or 11 years ago, and then he came more recently because we... Uh, we when everybody walks in, in this place. Yeah, yeah. I want to wake up in the morning. <laughs> it's so good. With, with the yes. dawn and, and dew on the grass <laughs> yeah. and this music playing Hello, every, birds. every day. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, my God, that would be magical. Yeah. Preston, Preston, <laughs> it's time to get up. We have a journey today. <laughs> you have to go and entertain the people of Philadelphia. Gandalf is there to lead me on my quest every <laughs> morning. But I'm so sleepy. <laughs> but you must do it, Preston. Radio listeners expect it. It's already time for second breakfast. <laughs> I slept in. They uh, may be tiny, but their dumps are huge. <laughs> I don't think he knows about second they're breakfast. Eating all the time. For oh tensies and Well, they're certainly <laughs> not having sex. Uh, <laughs> Somebody please mark this down and let's do this when the spring comes. <laughs> then we, we wake can... up with the... No, the, the at shire. least make a video of it. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'll play Gandalf. How Preston wants to wake up Absolutely, man. And I'll be standing closer to the camera, Preston, for forced perspective. Right, yeah. make him look gigantic wake next up. to me. Wake up, wake <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> we have 
to do that. Oh my god! So did you watch this quickly? Did you? I think I turned you on to the special effects site. These guys that that are special effects artists that watch these movies and explain why no, certain effects are no. bad or what. And they were showing footage of how they did that forced perspective stuff. The genius oh, involved. Yeah, I want to see in, that in real time of having Elijah Wood, basically. So. Uh, um, People are like six feet closer to the camera, and they actually scale down the props so that they look in perspective. And, yeah. and you know, it's just gee, I I couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, thirty nine today. Mo Rocca, the correspondent of the Daily Show, is fifty one. We got him in trouble one time because we had a show going on at a strip club in the morning. And this, well, I didn't even get him in trouble. He just bailed at the last second. Even yeah, he, was, he knew for weeks where he was going. Yeah, he was outside of Club Risque, and then he wouldn't come in. We're he like, was promoting. Body spray, by the way. I know, which is a completely dude thing. Not only that, but like all the commercials, you know, at that time was if you wear this, chicks are going to rip your clothes off and bang you. They wouldn't do it. Uh, the great Alan Alda celebrates his birthday today. He, he used to promote Axe Body Spray. 84 years old. Could you imagine him being the <laughs> spokesperson? I like him. What can I say? Axe Body Spray. But uh, no, obviously, MASH. But he's gone on to do some wonderful, uh, you know, uh, dramatic and comedic roles. He's really years. good in The Aviator. He's He actually is playing yeah. a, a sort of a scumbag. Yeah, he plays the senator who, right, who right. rules him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he uh, revealed he has a little bit of a you know disease situation that he's hopefully able to mitigate. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Sarkozy, former president of Francais, is uh, 65. Uh, Ariel Winter, haven't heard a lot about her lately. And uh, you remember she was all the rage on social media for a while. She cut back on that a bit. She dumped her boyfriend. So she got a little bit thirsty. She got a little thirsty on Instagram. A little bit, but then even that's uh, been uh, reduced a little bit. She's now in in the mode. It's the final season for Modern Family. So she's kind of going around promoting that. She's 22 today. Will Poulter, who's great. We've uh, had him in our studio. Yes. Have we? He gave mm-hmm. a camp out. Yeah. Yeah. When was that? Camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's correct. I remember. Uh, it was probably about three years ago. Was it the the, the maze? Was he, the, what's the. Uh, oh, maze, maze Runner. Maze Runner. Maze Runner. Was that what it was no. for? I don't remember. He was a nice guy, though. And I had no idea he was English. No. No idea. Uh, but uh, we're the Millers, Chronicles of Narnia, the Maze Runner. Yeah, he's tw- 27. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wake Revenant? up, Preston. It's time to go. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I just I love that that image in my mind. Gandalf Preston? <laughs> pleasantly waking Preston. me up. <laughs> Where is Preston? Oh, here you are. <laughs> It's time to wake up and go. Oh, my God. There's a microphone waiting for you. Yeah, we need to do a picture. I'm the tallest member on the show. We need to have me as as a halfling standing in a group picture with you guys. Oh, my God. Uh, We have two boy band celebrations today. Both Nick Carter and Joey Fatone. Whoa! Wow. Yeah! Whoa! Rival uh, boy bands, Backstreet Boys. Fought often, often with blood. Yeah. And in sync. They are both celebrating birthdays today. Uh, Nick is 39. Joey is 42 years old. Uh, Joey now does a lot of stuff with Impractical Jokers. He's like a he's like an unofficial fifth member of the group. Can't help but like the guy. He's he great. actually was really good in uh, My Big Fat Greek yeah, Wedding. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Knows- 
a cooking show. Uh, it's just like a home cooking show, and he goes. It's a travel slash uh, cooking show. He goes around the country. He's really likable as the host. That's the perfect word. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a likable dude. Yeah. There's something about him. Uh, and, and then he's fat. Fat <laughs> one, Joey. Fat one. Uh, and then the last birthday is director Frank Darabont. Man, uh, has he done some great stuff. Shawshank? Yeah. Shawshank, Green Mile, The Mist. Under Siege. The Walking Dead. Yes. So hugely successful, and uh, he is 61 years old today. It's it's funny that he did back-to-back between Shawshank and The Green Mile, you know, basically the same sort of story. There's obviously a more magical element to The Green Mile, but uh, he both, did... Both from the mind of Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this question. In the world of aviation, the Caterpillar Club is for who? 215-263-WMMR. I am going to go to, uh, let's go to Kyle, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, but so who is the Caterpillar Club for? Uh, The Caterpillar Club is for uh, groups of people that have jumped out of an aircraft, disabled aircraft using a parachute. Yeah, that's close enough. We will set you up with that. That's correct. Yeah, hang on the line. The Caterpillar Club, the way it's described here, is the worldwide organization for military and commercial aviators who have had a life-saving experience with a parachute. Wow. If if you've had to jump out of uh, an aircraft to save your life and and you used a parachute, then you're in what is called the Caterpillar Club. I never... Hmm. I am familiar with this because they were, they were uh, I think it was CBS Sunday was chronicling this one guy who, who attempted to eject from his fighter plane. The Hulk grabbed him oh, and no then kidding. threw him up and then he was able to eject. Incredible story. So we're going to set you up with a uh, four-pack of three-day passes for the uh, Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show and a dozen Callaway golf balls. And you can come tee it up February 7th through the 9th, Philly Expo Center. <laughs> Excuse me, for the Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show. Uh, save up seventy percent on golf equipment, uh, accessories, and apparel tickets uh, at myphillygolfshow dot com. And unfortunately, we're going right out of that question into a story of uh, an, an aviation disaster, which of course we're all familiar with. Uh, Kobe Bryant and the eight other people who died in this. The um, apparently more is coming out now, and obviously the investigation is going to take some time before they find out exactly what the issue was, but the pilot had apparently radioed air traffic controllers in his last message that he was climbing to avoid a cloud layer. A radar had indicated that the helicopter reached a height of 2,300 feet before plunging more than 1,000 feet into a hillside in Calabasas. Mm -hmm. And a leading theory has been that the pilot may have gotten disoriented in heavy fog after having received special clearance to fly in those conditions just minutes earlier, but... Investigators want to look at all the possible factors. Uh, crews were continuing to recover remains of the victims uh, from the site yesterday. There's a there's a great show that I watch from time to time called Air Disasters. Yes, uh, likewise. The it's investigations, an incredible show. yeah, the investigations and the things that they look into when it comes to air disasters like that are incredibly meticulous. They go all the way down to. What was the pilot's mood in weeks leading up to this? Everything. Like they that. have yeah. to. They yeah. have to. They have to consider all that. <laughs> yeah. So I was watching a uh, a special on this, um, uh, not a special, but a piece of uh, a news, extended piece of news about this Sikorsky uh, helicopter, which, and then an article I was reading this morning sort of uh, validated what that story, uh, that reporting did, uh, which is to say that these things are basically bulletproof, that they're considered like just absolutely reliable. Mm. So it's looking more and more like it was a pilot error, but regardless, it's just, you know. 
effing horrible. So in a 2018 interview, Kobe had revealed that um, he, why he started taking helicopters. It was in order to spend less time in traffic and uh, more time with his family. I think that's the clip that we have yeah. here. Uh, this is, uh, well, this is shorter than what I have. I'll, I'll see if there's any more info on here, but this is uh, part of that. Here we go. Right, and I was sitting in traffic, and I wound up missing like a school play because mm-hmm. I was sitting in traffic, and this, this thing just kept mounting, and I had to figure out a way where I could still train and focus but still not compromise family time. Mm. And so that's when I looked into helicopters and be able to get down and back in 15 minutes. And, mm. and that's when it started. Although he flew frequently, reports say that he and his wife, Vanessa, made it a point not to fly on a helicopter together. For this, probably for this oh specific God. reason, just wow. in case. Yeah. Uh, source said uh, he and Vanessa had a deal. They would never fly on a helicopter together. The same source also revealed that Brian only flew in helicopters with that pilot, Ara Zabagan. Uh, and, uh, so he, he trusted him. And so, you know, he, he, he felt confident when he would get in an aircraft with him, apparently. They were showing pictures inside. It's actually very luxurious, <laughs> as you would imagine at this level. And, uh, it's funny though, Preston, it goes to that whole aspect of it. You can be in California or in Los Angeles, you can see where you want to get to. And uh, it'll still take two hours to oh, get there. Yeah. And that's what he was talking about. Sure. I can totally it was understand. Just, he the, was eating up chunks of his life. That if you had the means, why not? I mean, traffic is ridiculous yeah. in Los Angeles. We think, think it's bad here. It's it's obscene there. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Kobe and his uh, schedule uh, issues. And so my routine was always the same. Waits early in the morning, kids to school, fly down, practice like crazy, do my extra work, media, everything I needed to do fly back, get back in carpool line, pick the kids up. And my wife was like, listen, I can pick them up. I'm like, no, no, no. Every chance I get to see them and spend time with them, even if it's 20 minutes in a car, like, I want that. Yeah. Mm. So it's part of the reason why he wanted to get where he needed to get to quickly in and out. They also floated this notion <laughs> that perhaps because the police were grounding their helicopters on that day, uh, that perhaps a special accommodation, consideration, or whatever, because it was Kobe's helicopter, that they they said, yeah, you can go. No, so they, it, it's it's a um, it's a clearance that they'll give anybody. It's not just them. It was a clearance that that anybody can get. They don't recommend it, but if you're asking to fly through it, they they will air traffic control will give the clearance for you to go. So, why, so it wasn't that it was his helicopter. Why why would they though with other vehicles that. Why, if they perceive a safety issue, would they, well, they clear? Well, they, I don't think that they did. I think that, the, like I, I said yesterday, this helicopter um, was equipped to fly through right. something like that. So technically, to do equipment flying, they were they were able to give the clearance. Huh. Uh, we have a couple other clips. Jimmy Kimmel. I see two of them here. There are two yeah, Jimmys, one, both Jimmy Fallon and, and Kimmel. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so here's Kimmel talking about it. And I hope you will pray for his daughter, Gianna, and for their mother. Vanessa for the three girls Kobe left behind who lost their father and their sister and for his friends who were on that fight, flight with him, the Altabelli family, Christina Mauser's family, the Chester family, Ara Zabayan, the pilot. I can't imagine how much they are missed. This was a terrible loss for those families. There's no silver lining here. It's all, it's all bad. It's all sad. He was uh, a bright light and that's how I want to remember him. Uh, Jimmy Fallon also has. Fallon apparently goes way back with him as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And and, uh, when Fallon was just starting out in comedy, he explains how they became so close. The world was heartbroken yesterday by a helicopter accident in Los Angeles that claimed the lives of nine people, including that of Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Kobe was such a life force, so strong and creative and inspired that in my head I thought that he was going to live forever. I 
I met Kobe when he was 17 and I was 21. He was a rookie on the Lakers and I was just starting out in the comedy scene in L.A. And when we'd run into each other over the years, we'd laugh about that night that we first met. <laughs> we'd laugh at all the good things that had happened since. And we'd laugh about how much fun it was to raise kids and all the stupid mistakes we made trying to figure out how to be good dads. And Kobe had four daughters, and I had two daughters. And today, he and one of his girls are gone. But I think I, I knew Kobe enough to know that he rose to any challenge by digging deeper and getting back to work. So let's honor Kobe, Gianna, and the other lives that were lost yesterday by following his example. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to hear what Stephen Colbert had to say because Stephen Colbert lost his mother and either brother or sister to an air disaster. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it was, wow, I think really? it was, was it not both his, both his parents? No. Um... I can't remember. I, I thought his it was family one... was devastated by a plane crash. I yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was one parent and one sibling. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yes, you're right. Actually, I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, I mean, yeah. So the the, the it, it's yeah. How, how it's the it's like with a car accident or something like that, where there's just no reason that you're you're not dealing with the deteriorating health situation. One day they're there, you're saying hello and yeah. goodbye, and then they're gone. Here, do you want the rules real quick? I, I, I have the information. So it's actually called SVFR. It's um, special visual flight rules, and the pilot had requested that. Um, they're saying it's actually pretty normal uh, to ask for that clearance, but it's not something that's often recommended. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And Casey, uh, in 1974, September 11th, ironically enough, uh, 1974, <laughs> when Colbert was 10 years old, his father and two closest brothers by age, Peter and Paul, died in the crash of Eastern Airlines Flight 212 uh, while I was attempting to land in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow. Wow. Mm. Well, okay. The, the nurse who took care—you remember the the, the Lockerbie Pan Am mm-hmm. uh, terrorist uh, yeah. bombing of the the plane brought it down. The nurse who took care of my mother, but the the, the hospice nurse, uh, okay. sweetest woman. So her her husband and son d- died oh. in that sort of stuff. It, it, and again, you know, you have this person who is just one of the nicest people on earth, and this devastation visits them. Wow. Um, so we will uh, obviously get uh, more information as that comes along, especially when it. Uh, to the uh, investigation, and then of course the the family has to you know put these people to rest and yeah. so on. So that's that's going to be mm-hmm. coming as well. I have another really this is, a, this is some serious stuff we're getting into today. But the, um, the Harvey Weinstein trial, uh, some pretty intense stuff. It was, is uh, was poured out in the um, in the uh, in the trial. Uh, so I'll, I'll do my best to. <laughs> Word this stuff, uh, former Project Runway production assistant, uh, a woman named Miriam Mimi Halai, or Halei, I'm not sure how you pronounce her last name, was on the stand. Um, she is 42 years old. She's from Finland, and Finland native. She told uh, Manhattan Supreme Court jurors that Weinstein invited her to his apartment in July 2006 and then forced sex on her. She said he greeted me, invited me in. Asked me if I wanted anything to drink, and I believe the television was on, and we were just having a normal exchange and sat down on the sofa. Uh, When he made a sexual pass, she said, I got up from the sofa, and I said, oh, no, 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 no. And I just kind of tried to reject him and pushed him away, and he kissed me. He was fondling me. She said, he was coming toward me physically, and I was backed into a bedroom that was on the corner of of that open space area. 
I walked backwards because he was pushing me with his body until I got to the bed and I fell backwards onto the bed and I tried to get up and he pushed me down. I just said, no, 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 I don't want this to happen. This is not going to happen. She said, I'm on my period. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and uh, she described the attack by saying, I couldn't go- get away from him at all, let alone out of the apartment. Ultimately, after a while, I just checked out. She said, he held me down in the bed. He forced himself on me orally. She said, I was on my period. I had a tampon. Oh, oh God. Dear she God. said, I was mortified. And basically, I'm going to paraphrase the rest of what he he took that out and no. did what he did anyway. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it got real graphic in the testimony. Um, <clears throat> afterwards, she said she didn't remember much, except she said, when I left the apartment, I remember walking by the building looking to see if the driver was there. He was not. She explained that she confided in a roommate about the incident but decided not to call police. said, I thought about my options, but I decided that going to the police was not an option for me. She said, obviously, Mr. Weinstein has a lot of power and resources and connections. I didn't think I would really stand a chance. Later, she remained in her job and even agreed to meet up with him him again, excuse me, at the Tribeca Hotel, where he attacked her again. Oh, my God. According to her, she said he had managed to convince me to meet him again. How long after was this? uh, It doesn't say in this particular story, Kath. Uh, just to do something like that, to meet me, and I felt like an idiot for having believed whatever he was saying, even though I don't remember the conversations. Uh, she testified, Weinstein led me out of the bed. I just laid there, and he did it again. And he said, and then he started saying some vulgar things to her, and she said that he thought this would somehow turn me on. Uh, now, Weinstein's lawyer, Damon uh, Sharonis, uh, produced an email that she sent to him two years after the attack, she, and, and then read it. It said... Uh, Hi, Harvey. How are you? Great to see you in cons. Uh, The email went on to mention an article in today's New York Post about the Adams Family being turned into a Broadway musical. Just to remind you what a genius I am, uh, didn't I tell you that it was a great idea like three years ago at the Mercer Bar? Hmm. Lots of love, Miriam. Uh, So they were using that as to try to counter. Sure. Weinstein's fate largely hinges on... uh, the uh, whether the jury of 12 believes that he assaulted the two women named in the indictment or not. So that continues, and the testimony is getting very graphic. So <clears throat> there's going to be more of that, I would imagine. Horrible. Let's go way lighter. Please! Than... All right. I, I, I'm, I, as a journalist, I am required to pass this information along to you, I feel. But you know, now... this is you, and this is the you I know. When you ha- When you found out, and I remember this going back years, you said, I got the call from you. I think there's been a break-in at the Watergate Hotel. Right, 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 right. I felt responsible. And I said, you don't want to go there. Right. You don't want to go there. And yet you did. I did. Yeah. I go there. You had to. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, the show, The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. Yes, right from the Watergate Hotel. <laughs> officially has a host now. Chris, oh! Chris Harrison. Again? He said, we got a new mansion, new drama, but it's still always about love. Love. Harrison said. Listen to my heart. Of the show that The Bachelor, listen to your heart. Listen to my heart. We'll have. (laughs) It's uh, it's not your heart, sir. Yeah. It's my butt heart. It's not. Buddy, it's not your heart. I got a butt heart. No. (laughs) You're so nice. Turn on your butt heart. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the Bachelor, listen to your heart. Will have twenty. Listen to your heart. Twenty single men and women, and what they will do? It says they will sing songs and live together. Oh my god! Oh, no, as they as they go on bachelor style music focused date. This is like flirty dancing. 
Is that what it's like? Yeah. Flirty dead. Listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> They're making a musical reality show out of The Bachelor. I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's, what, that's what they're doing. So they're going to sing to each other. Are they going to? So it's sort of like um, American Idol meets The Bachelor. I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. Why not? Meets uh, Quantum Leap. <laughs> uh, the Bachelor, listen to your heart. Because <laughs> I love you a lot. Uh, premieres April 13th on ABC. In my heart, you yeah. know, I love you. So, so I April- guess I should know if it's in my heart. Uh, so April 13th is when this April will be 13th. coming along. So that means they're probably filming it now. Hey, America, I am see you there. I am see you there. <laughs> yep. uh, so, yeah, it's called uh, The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. Hmm. Wow. Listen to your heart. Uh, 79, now, I don't quite understand the story. If this is a quote here or not. A 79, 79-year-old James Cromwell. Yes. It was just his birthday yesterday. Right, we were Actually, he's 80. Right, so he's 80-year-old James Cromwell. He ages the other way. Has ended up behind bars on multiple occasions thanks to his activism on animal rights and the environment. He told Page Six that he avoided trouble via his celebrity status. And I think this, yeah, there's a, this is probably where the quotations start, but they left it out of the uh, the story here. As officials knew that many make their bones in prison is to rape or beat up some guy, what better guy to beat up or rape than a movie star? That's what I always say. And that's huh? it. That's the whole story. That's cool. <laughs> He doesn't talk at that's all. That's got to be a quote. About avoiding. Yeah, he doesn't even mention how he avoided being beat yeah, up yeah, or raped. This guy's cool. He knows babe. Yeah, so, all right, anyway. Uh, that's all. That's End of story. <laughs> it's Mad Libs news. Uh, Saturday Night Live uh, co-head writer uh, and Scarlett Johansson fiance Colin Jost has written a book about his life that will hit shelves on April fourteenth. Is it a comedic look at his yeah, life? Yeah, well the the book is titled "A Very Punchable Face," <laughs> which is a great name. Uh, and here's how it's described on Amazon. You'll dis- you'll also discover things about Jost that will surprise and confuse you, like how Jimmy Buffett saved his life. How Czech teenagers attacked him with potato salad. How an insect laid eggs inside his legs. And how he competed in a 25-man match at WrestleMania and almost won. You'll go behind the scenes at SNL where he's written some of the most memorable sketches and characters of the past 15 years and Weekend Update. And you'll experience the life of a touring stand-up comedian from performing in rural college cafeterias at noon to opening for Dave Chappelle at Radio City Music Hall. So I've done that uh, rural college cafeteria tour. What a blast. Yeah. That's the one pre- one of those, Preston, I, I think I've told the story on the air, where they uh, their whole uh, little crappy sound system went out. So they literally handed me one of those megaphones, old style. Oh, my God. You know, and so I'm like Rudy Valley up there doing my comedy act. Well, maybe he's got some similar stories. I hope so. And I, we both ended up marrying Scarlett Johansson. So. His book is coming out in April. A very punchable face. Meghan Markle's estranged father, uh, Thomas, is taking full advantage of the increased interest in all things royal following Megxit and is uh, seemingly sharing his point of view with anyone who will listen. <laughs> he actually just signed a contract. He's going to be on Listen to My Heart. Oh, wow. Yeah. On Monday, Good Morning Britain had him on. And uh, he shared his... I am Thomas Markle. He I sh- want you to listen to my heart. Because <laughs> it's been broke by my daughter. 
Uh, on Good Morning Britain, he shared his perspective on his estrangement from Meghan since her wedding to Prince Harry following his admission of accepting money for stage paparazzi shots and then his decision to not walk down the aisle with her. Are they flying his ass over there or are they just doing like a, uh, like they patching into Skype to Oh, I don't know. Because um, he has medical issues. Okay, it looks like they did a, uh, like a uh, closed circuit. In res- Whatever the new terminology is, you know the kids. Yeah, they days. did a video show yeah, of him. Yeah. So, in response to critics who say that he should just fade it in the background, Thomas said, "I would tell them to try being in my position for a little while and try to see what it's like. Yeah, have a family member ghost you and not speak to you and see how you feel. Well, he knows <laughs> all the terminology. It's something that stays with you twenty four seven every day. It never goes away. It's always on your mind. You go to sleep with it. You wake up with it. It's very hard to deal with. She's my boo. <laughs> he then essentially." <laughs> Right. You do you, boo. You do you, boo. She ghosted me. My boo ghosted me. Uh, he then essentially blackmailed Megan, saying that he would continue speaking out unless she agreed to contact him. He said, I pretty much will give an interview and wait for 30 days and some kind of answer back. I want $50 trillion. If I don't get one back, then I'll try another interview. That's about the only shot I have. After- I will shave my ass on Hulu. He's... <laughs> <laughs> He said, after this interview, if I don't hear from someone in 30 days, then I will try again. I don't want to sit in silence in my living room for the rest of my life waiting for someone to get back to me. Uh, He also spoke to Prince Harry directly, telling him, man up and fly down and see me, and we will talk. You little tard! I feel he can still reach out to me. They are making this big drama for the world every day. It's a family problem and should be solved as a family problem. Why are you beefing at me, bruh? Asked about the possibility of meeting Meghan and Harry in court as part of her lawsuit against the Mail on Sunday, Uh which published a personal letter that she sent him in August 2018. He said, if it comes to meeting them in a courtroom, that's great. At least I'd finally get to see them. I get justice. Uh, But he went on to say that he did not want a battle. Okay. Did anybody read that letter? I'm I'm curious as to why she ghosted him and... You know why? Why his, because these interviews keep happening, and like he he won't shut up. Yeah, but his entire the her entire family has been doing this. The only the one who seems again the most mellow is the one who is a uh, pot grower. Yeah, all the he did uh, was name a strain of weed after That's her. It. That's it. Megan Sparkle, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Arena Shake and Bradley Cooper have been largely tight-lipped about their split, but the model opened up about the state of her heart. Listen to my heart. In British Vogue. <laughs> Tonight on ABC's Listen to My Heart. Arena Shake. Arena Shake, the ex-girlfriend of Bradley Cooper, asks you to listen to her heart. Nice pose there, dude. <laughs> Joining her is Thomas Markle. Listen <laughs> <laughs> to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel you, boo. The 34-year-old covered the Glossies March issues, British Vogue, and inside she got philosophical about how relationships bring out extremes of human behavior. She said, I think in all good relationships you bring your best and your worst. It's just the nature of a human being. God damn, she's so smart. Two great people don't have to make a great, a good couple. Uh, she went on saying, Two great tastes that taste great together. That's right. She <laughs> went on uh, saying that uh, the time that they had together was epic. Epic. I said, I think we've been very lucky to experience what we had with each other. Life without B is new ground. 
B is uh, Bradley? I guess so. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, or just bees in general because of the pollen situation? Right. Uh, there is a shortage of bees. There is, so, absolutely. Yeah, I can understand how precious it would be. Did we learn nothing from the happening? Uh, they split in June of 2019. Together, they shared four years and a two-year-old daughter, Leah Desane Shake Cooper. I forgot they had a kid together. That's right. So they'll always have that together. Yeah. yeah. They'll always have shared custody. Now she's trying to find a new balance between motherhood, life, and work. She said it's hard to find a balance between being a single mom and being a working woman and provider. Trust me, there are days I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I'm falling apart. She needs to go out with Chris Hansen. <laughs> she needs to wake up in the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> that will make her happy. Yes. I mean, how can you not? Wake the... up, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to shake it off. <laughs> Get on with your life. I have a journey for you. <laughs> All right. I have one more story. Uh, is that her, Nick? Yeah. Wow, he pulled up some models and bikini shots. Of, of course. Uh, stunning, as you would imagine. Nothing less than Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Bradley out with chimp face? Uh, all right. Uh, that's the woman who got her face ripped yes. off by the chimpanzee. All right. The rights to Benedict Cumberbatch's civilian spy thriller, Iron Bark have been snagged by Roadside Attractions and Lionsgate. Huh. Uh, the deal was made at the Sundance Film Festival. I wanted just one legitimate piece of, of yeah. information coming out of uh, entertainment news today. <laughs> it's um, always hard. <laughs> after the world premiere Friday night and an enthusiastic response from attendees. In the film, Cumberbatch plays uh, Greville Wynn, a regular guy tapped by the government to help end the Cuban Missile Crisis. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Greville, we need you to help solve the Cuban <laughs> Missile Crisis. So get on up, take off your PJs, and get ready. I, I guess you know Gandalf can uh, he can go through various realities and uh, hey, different today worlds. Today I met with a gentleman named Gandalf. Yeah, and uh, he says he can help me with the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, I will not accept Soviet missiles in Cuba. Uh, That's right. You know, should you? Dominic Cook is uh, directing. Dominic Cook is from On Chisel Beach. On Chisel Beach. Chisel Beach. On Chisel Beach. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't. No <laughs> one's going to see it anyway. It's what we call in the Shire a tax write-off. Uh, all right. We should get to the clips now. <laughs> on Chisel Beach. <laughs> oh, man. For eight seasons, DC comic fans have followed Cape superhero the Green Arrow in Arrow. In this clip, star Katie Cassidy discusses the future of her character, Laurel Lace, beyond the show's upcoming... Uh, Wait a second. Who is this? Katie... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> he was oh, just getting the Nice stall. Uh, beyond the show's upcoming ser- series finale. Here we go. Where my character has what she's gone through into going into... Um, 2040 and what her Laurel Earth 2, her backstory is. We've explored it a little bit, but I feel like there's a lot more story to tell. I want to see you naked. So Katie Cassidy is David Cassidy's daughter. No way. Yes. Wow, okay. And she plays Laurel Lace, who is also Black Siren, is that what it is? Yeah, Yeah, Black Siren and Black Canary. So she's been all these things. The problem, I love it and I hate it simultaneously, Preston, because once you get into the... Multiverse, yeah, it's a and lot. there's 250 billion Earths, yeah. and so uh, you know it, it, it can't con- help but convolute the. It gets confusing. It gets confusing. Yeah, very much. That's so. why when you look at the um, at sort of the masterpiece that is Endgame, and their ability to take all those time travel yeah. scenarios and turn it into this cool 
and yet wonderful nostalgic trip right. that that somehow makes sense. I love how they dispense with that's not how it works. Right, and it, and it's just on the edge of being confusing, but it, you, you can hold on to enough yes. to where you can like, okay, this got this it, yeah, bizarrely makes sense. All right, let's do the next clip. <clears throat> New Amsterdam <clears throat> follows. Excuse me, damn, I'm very uh, flemmy today. Yeah. Follows Dr. Max Goodwin, a brilliant and charming new doctor, as he breaks hospital bureaucracy in order to provide great medical care. In this clip, co-star Tyler Labine discusses his excitement as the show is picked up for three more seasons. In insane, I, like it's kind of it's kinda, it's one of those situations that you dream about happening as an actor, like stability. I don't know what that is. I've, I've spent thirty plus years being like, yeah, we'll see, and then you get three season pickup on a show that you actually love and are like thrilled to be on it's a creatively rewarding you know I, I couldn't be happier it's unreal damn right mm-hmm. new amsterdam airs tonight 10 o'clock that's on nbc and there you go friends your <laughs> entertainment report this morning all right uh easy money coming up at eight o'clock your chance to win a grand we're getting close to wrapping that up next monday is the last day that we will do that so just letting you know fair warning my friend and we have a uh, Preston and Steve tattoo to give away as well. It's Tattoo Day, so text word tattoo two three nine three three three. May I formally state um, I'm probably good for a few more days, and then I want to see outside out our goddamn windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. we haven't seen uh, outside I, I, in a while. I, I, I'm tired of this tarp. Uh, God bless the guys; they're doing a hard job in there working, and I know they'll get it done. But I want to see outside. I know we do miss that very much. So could we could it, like video screens along here that and just like play outside. a live feed? Yeah. Be something. That. Yeah. yeah. So as you are enjoying the wonderful sky this morning. Remember that we must deal with top. That is correct. So uh, Break up, Preston. Enjoy the enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> We will uh, come back to the Shire in just a moment. We're going to take a break, so make sure you stay with us on the drive-in this morning. We'll be right back. What's your Glad you asked. Weezer. Dirty honey. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Got this uh, cool email. It's not really a shard out or anything like that, but this is just a random email that I got. Uh, from a guy that I thought was very, very cool. It said, hey, Preston, I am a National Guard, uh, Nas- Army National Guardsman, currently stationed in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Wow. I ran half a marathon this morning and used your podcast as my happy place while running. <laughs> you guys pushed me through, repping your show around the world, rock and roll, and that is from Sergeant Scherer, uh, and his name is Tyler Scherer. I thought that was pretty awesome, Guantanamo Bay. That's very cool. Listening My to us. Older brother Gene uh, runs, jogs to uh, to our podcast as well. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, there, see, you get fit by listening to us. Yeah, Can so. you visit Gitmo? I don't know. I'm not sure. If you're around the holidays, obviously it packs up with the uh, travelers, sure, Preston, yeah. you know, if all the, they see all the Christmas lights and stuff. Marissa yeah. went to Cuba a couple of years ago, and uh, I've been very jealous of her trip uh, since then. I'd love to go visit that place. Chris? We found out that you can, but it's actually, Cuba's much bigger than you realize. I think it was about an eight-hour trip from, oh, wow. from um, Havana to Guantanamo but Bay. But that, that's by 57 Chevy. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Which I did make the mistake of taking a long trip with one of those. Yeah. That was... 
Eight hours. Wow. Yeah, it's an eight-hour trip, but it's supposed to be beautiful. And there's, um, I think, another beach town called uh, Trinidad in that area. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it is beautiful. And I recommend, if you ever have the opportunity to go to Cuba, um, it was a phenomenal trip. Did they you know, put did they put the kibosh on that? Can you do it anymore? I don't know if that's fully in effect there, now. So I had I had a friend that um just went recently and she didn't so like Marissa, Marissa went on like a was like a work um not a visa or is it a visa? A work visa? When you're going you have to select a reason for going. Right. So my friend went and she d- wasn't going on the same um say under the same guidelines as Marissa and she got a little bit of a hard time. They did let her in. They were able to um tour and 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 whatever but um she did have a really hard time getting in even oh. though she went and got that approval yes okay. and i have friends that are actually there this weekend they left Whoa. they were in a trip from miami hmm. they were down there for a wedding and just booked a flight it was kind of that easy i hate to say but wow okay yeah. all right, Who knew? all right thanks uh, marissa and thank you uh, sarge for listening there we appreciate that you know, it's been a while since we've strolled through the old general store to see oh what my odds God. and ends are lying around. Time to head to the general store yeah. where the proprietor, Preston Elliott, is close personal friends with Gandalf. <laughs> I am the proprietor. He's got all sorts of odds and ends. Why don't you peruse a bit and see what catches your fancy? Well, how about this? Uh, how about this? For those who like uh, video games and theme parks... Uh, it was recently announced that uh, the fourth park at Universal Orlando will be Nintendo themed. I heard this. Pretty so cool. I'm going in a couple of weeks. Uh, I have not been to any theme parks down in Orlando. I've done the California side multiple times. So I'm very much looking forward to it because of what you guys have said. New Preston said that's the one. Universal yeah. is the one to go to. So yeah. th- I guess they lost a chunk of their Marvel interest, right, when Disney got it, right? Oh, Don't, I guess you're right, I, because well, there's a whole Marvel section right. at Universal. There's, there's Steve, there's, uh, maybe, because I read something not that long ago that said, in this weird rights world, Universal owns the rights to the rides yep. and some, like, theme park attractions. Okay. Um, and so they are able to keep the lease on those types of things in Universal parks, just not in the movies and, and entertainment All right. world. Because thank God then I'm getting down there while they still have whatever they're going to have. And, yep. and then maybe, you're right, there there are sub deals. So you own the roller coasters, but you don't own the capes. I was, uh, when when we were there a few years back, there I, I walked into that Marvel era because we were going to go to the, the yeah. Spider-Man ride, which was one of those very, very first immersive rides that was ever made. It was great. I loved it. Uh, but there was this giant, like, 30-foot uh, uh, Wolverine uh, statue, or not statue, but like a cutout thing. It was so cool. Wolverine's my favorite, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. character, and uh, I just loved it. So you're, you're totally, yeah, there we go. Oh, man. You're, you're going to dig it, Steve. We're looking at a picture of it. I got a nice picture in front of that. So Nintendo World. Yeah, so this comes not long after Universal Studios Japan revealed new details about its Super Nintendo World, which is set to open in Osaka this summer. As far as the new park in as far as the new park in Orlando, uh, the only other details that have been revealed is that it will be located a few miles from the main Universal Orlando campus oh. and encompass 750 acres. So it won't be because I guess one of the big draws that what you guys have said about Universal is that once you're there, uh, you walk to everything. Well, there's there's two parks. There's Islands of Adventure, right, guys? Right. Yes, yeah. And and then there's Universal, and they're they're 
part of the same universe. You take like a boat? But you have to buy tickets to both of them, I think. I have them. You have them. And no, you don't take a boat. You take the Hogwarts the Express oh. uh, to get over to the other Then I'll one. take that. It's <laughs> And the train ride alone yeah. is so damn cool. It's a ride in yeah. and of itself. But it's an actual train that goes from... Uh, but, All right. But you're, but you're inside... And it's its own contained environment. You'll you'll see when you get there. It's really really cool. But you don't have to do both parks in the same day. Like no. if you're going multiple times, you can do one park one day. Yes, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing one, day. and then uh, there's a third day just to kind of I know like as is the case with Universal in California, they have that sort of Main Street promenade area where mm-hmm. you can just go walk around and check out everything. Oh, it's massive. Yes, that, that whole area is massive. You have to go to the chocolate factory. I, of course, <laughs> and Steve, I have my wife with me. It'd be, it'd be like a bloodhound. What's great about these parks now and, and Disney, uh, Universal, whatever they are, is you download an app on your phone yeah. yeah, and it tells you the wait times on the rides and that way you can pinpoint where you are in the park and which one makes sense for you to go wait in line for. Eventually, when the thick of the day gets rolling, everything's going to have a long wait. But if you get there early, that app will be like, okay, there's you know, there's a 20-minute wait at this. Let's get over there right now, You know, which is a short wait. Obviously. I have a beat press, and I have an app that tells me where to get cheap wheelchairs when I'm Ooh. in Orlando. <laughs> I wish I would have known about that's that. That's where I'm going to excel. So it looks like uh, this is scheduled for 2023, so you're going to miss the uh, the Nintendo world. But they keep you know, uh, making these things bigger so, and bigger and better. When is, so we were just over at the, the uh, Xfinity Comcast, uh, the second building. There, you had reported that they're building an expansive park, another park down there as well. Correct. Wait, where was this? I'm sorry. You were talking about in Orlando that that uh, ex- Comcast is building another expansion to their park. That is Comcast is yeah because well, they, 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 they own they own Universal. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. Sorry. Okay, no, it's a, it a big sprawling thing, and I want okay. I wondered if the Nintendo thing was that maybe. Can I can I sub notice or sub odd and then something real quick? Sure, yeah. Steve, this I, and I won't go too deep in it, but it's fascinating. The so there's an agreement between Marvel and NBC Universal that governs the use of Marvel properties in non-Universal theme parks like Disney. Right? All right, but and here's here's a funny caveat. West of the Mississippi, Disney is not allowed to use the Marvel name in all of the United States or Japan, and it can create Marvel. Uh, it can't create Marvel-themed simulator rides where the legal designated regional distances of any universal theme park. Yeah, in U.S. or Japan, regardless whether the Marvel characters are owned by NBC, Comcast, wow. uh, Universal, so or not. they won't be able to do it in L.A. They can, yeah, so Disneyland Resort in Los Angeles is not constrained by the agreement. Yeah, west of the Mississippi <laughs> has different rules than east of the Mississippi. Right. So th- it's very complicated, but wow. the long story short... In uh, um, Universal now, in, in Universal Studios now, they still have all the Marvel characters. All right, who'd have known twenty five years ago that comic books, right? Everything would just dominate as far as entertainment goes, and be one of the most valuable properties you could get your hands on in the world of entertainment. Uh, it Love was it. the laughing stock. Yes, you're you're gonna make a Spider Man movie. Right? How are you gonna do that? You collect comic books. Ha! Oh, you man. don't have sex? Ha! Uh, yeah, yeah. I watched wow. freaking Guardians of the Galaxy on regular TV last night. I mean, that's how good those movies are. I sat through commercials and everything. Um, and- ha! <laughs> <laughs> do you have Disney? The Disney Plus? I do! 
Listen, I turned on TNT and it was on. And I was like, okay, yep, I, this is what I'm doing. I don't mind, the, yeah, watching that. They cut well. out all the cursing and sex. <laughs> um, all right, let me see. Let me take a stroll through the, the store again. I gotta take a little walk through the store. See what's on the shelves. Ooh, you know what? On the same shelf right next to that story. Let me blow the dust off it for you. Yeah, this. Uh, so that was uh, talking about Nintendo. This is a video game uh, story, but the video game called Plague Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. Has had a surge of popularity in light of the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. Which has infected over 4,000 people and killed over 100 with no signs of slowing. Is that the virus with the slogan, change your latitude? <laughs> yeah, yes, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a very yeah. relaxing yeah. virus that... It's uh, the virus you want to have on a beach. That's right. Uh, so... Just finished my bat. <laughs> the, uh... I'm all stuffed on that, and now I'm going down to the beach. Believe it or not, apparently there there's a large group of people that, that believe, that don't understand just upon hearing the name coronavirus, that it does tie in with the beer somehow or another. <laughs> like searches for that yeah, are it doesn't. apparently yeah. Yeah. high on the internet. All right, so anyhow, the the plague game, the game uh, Plague Incorporated, you play, uh, you play as a deadly pathogen. You're the actual yes. disease. In the distressingly uh, relevant game, spreading across the globe to wipe out humanity. And now developer Endemic Creations has issued a friendly reminder that while uh, entertaining, Plague Incorporated is not a scientific tool for modeling the spread of disease. Uh, It may be fun, but it won't save you. They said in a statement, we specifically designed the game to be realistic and informative while not sensationalizing serious real-world issues. However, please remember that Plague Incorporated is a game, not a specific, not a scientific model, and that the current coronavirus outbreak is a very real situation which is impacting a huge number of people. But please buy the game. Uh, we would always recommend that players get their information directly from local and global health authorities. Uh, through Plague Incorporated, or though Plague Incorporated, sorry, was first released in 2012, Endemic Creation said that it sees an increase in, increase in players whenever there is a real outbreak of disease. Uh, the spike in interest has been so significant this time that Plague Incorporated's website was overloaded with traffic and its servers were strained from it. Well, this one, this one in particular, has a number of things that tie to movie correlations, and so I think people are looking at this. You know, whenever you yeah. see in those scenes when they do the simulations and, like, in the stand, Preston, or how how these things start, or um, uh. The, the, Casey, the beginning of World, World War, War Z. Z. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was when, thinking. When you're that seeing, it's just like, boom, boom. It's yeah. just going. Yep. And it's like, how do you stop that? Um, this this has, there are elements, anytime something like this comes up, first of all, people are dying, and that's a horrific thing. Yep. Uh, but there are aspects to it because it's the, the flashpoint, the ground zero was in China, and our information gathering in and out of China isn't as extensive as we would like it to be. I think that's cause for further alarm. Right. So, but but you see things like this, and we all, you know, it, it, it's fascinating well, and yeah. horrifying at the same time. And and out of curiosity, people say, well, you know, well, let me check this game out right. and see what you know. Th- this is something that could happen. I mean, that's why I'm I'm you know fascinated by post apocalyptic stories. Gives you some ideas. Like it's just wild. I learned I was playing a game last night. I learned how to take care of the virus, Preston. What I do is I throw barrels at it as it runs after me up a staircase. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, uh, you're yeah. going back to the Nintendo yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but we can learn a lot. Yeah, from Donkey you know, Kong. From Donkey Kong. 
All right. Uh, so anyhow, that's surging in popularity right now. Uh, so thought that tied in. Let me uh, see what else we can find. Let's take a walk through the store. Look Flowers on the is in. Some of the feed is in. Waiting for some other stuff later on today. Uh, so Putting I up Maud's preserves in the window. <laughs> I am the proprietor, and I did see this story Look on at the. That, sh- a picture of Gandalf over the cash <laughs> register. <laughs> a Vermont state lawmaker has introduced a measure that would allow emojis on vanity license plates. What are you thinking about this? I think it's mm. moronic. <laughs> I think it's kind of well, funny. Aren't there heart uh, symbols on the California ones? Because every now and then I'll see that uh, it looks like I sharded, uh, but they use the heart symbol. Mm, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yes. I, I, I'm not sure if that was legit or not. But no, Well, it is legit. I mean, the license oh. plate is legit, but I don't think it was uh, legit. I, I somebody sharded. trying to say I sharded. Right. Uh, but you can put the heart symbol on uh, California License plates, but I guess this is going another step. Just know that if you send me a series of emojis on a you know a post or whatever it may be, I'm not even looking at it. So <laughs> you I, can't. It's hard. It's I, hard I, you're I, not good at deciphering. I don't those. have. I'd, I'd rather words. You can yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. exactly what you mean. Now, like you know, a thumbs up, a fist bump, a you know, d pick, fire, or whatever, a big d pick or something <laughs> like that. But when you do a series of emojis after like the first one, I'm like, I'm I'm not going to take the extended effort and time to try to decipher this right now. Do you know what's funny? I used to love playing the game Concentration. Yeah, where you would, you would have that. And you'd put the images together into a thing. The, there's a set series of emojis that you're supposed to be able to decipher, and I'm not that up on what they've come been come to know as. Well, in that, it's a game, and you're trying to you know beat other people, yeah, the contestants, yeah. and and win. This is you're just trying to figure out what they're trying to say. Like, so. uh, would you call an ambulance using emojis? You know, I, probably no, not. Probably use I, the want quick, I want quick response. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, representative, state representative uh, Rebecca White's proposal would let drivers choose from six available emojis. However, they wouldn't replace letters or numbers. Now, that's as long as it's not replacing. Right. I mean, you see a cop calling in a, uh, a license plate. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I got egg, <laughs> you know, eggplant, ambulance, uh, fire. That's why they can't do I it. I love turd with eyes. Heart <laughs> yeah. emoji. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, honestly, that's why they can't do it. Um <laughs> I, I, they, there would have to be a specific number of emojis that you can and can't use because when, when you're getting into different Yeah, they'd be faces, like, wait, what, what is the emoji? Yeah. You by know, the, way, the one where... And, and how when, when a car is speeding by or, or yeah. you're, you're trailing, how are you supposed to decide? You know, it, the big letters and numbers spelled out yeah. are going to be a lot easier to decipher. And it just doesn't make any sense. You remember in uh, in the show Lost, you remember the numbers that, yeah, that yeah. kept recurring? Uh-huh. And if uh, they didn't reset them quick enough, all of a sudden these like emoji things started popping up. <laughs> oh, these yeah. pictures started going, what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? Fortunately, by the end of the series, they explained everything. Oh, it came together. <laughs> Every single aspect. And we all felt satisfied by what they provided us. <laughs> it it were... turns out it was not uh, anything um, uh, celestial. or no. <laughs> It was purgatory. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it was purgatory. But, you know, as far as uh, an island that travels through time, that, uh, that was just a dial. Maybe that's why I hate emojis. Maybe it all comes back to that <laughs> unsatisfying yeah. ending of Lost mm-hmm. that it does that. Anyhow, I love when people still contact you and go, no, no, they explained it. No, they did, no, not. They did not. Well, in the, the text will start to arrive in five <laughs> uh, It's unclear, though, what emojis are that would be allowed and what the license plates with them would look like. But it's just a an introduction to a measure uh, that may uh, happen in Vermont. All right, uh, another thing here. Let's. Uh, we got a lot of inventory. We're <laughs> overstocked, and uh, we got to find some things here. Uh, how about this one? 
And, uh, yeah. All right. Stupid banjo. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, it's the odds and ends. Yeah. We're going through the general store and finding stories to pass along. It's just things here and there. It's the way we repackage all the crap we give you. Of course. Uh, there's a lot of great stories. It sure I, is. I Absolutely. Hate, I hate to see them go. No, away. no. These, this is good stuff. Scientists have revealed... What the voice of a mummified Egyptian priest who lived 3,000 years ago would have sounded like by 3D printing his vocal track. Wow. Yeah, the team were able to. Testicles. (laughs) (laughs) That's him. Did you hear it? I had three testicles. (laughs) Deep within the heart of the pyramids. That must have been Amenhotep. I had three testicles. Huh. That's why he was revered. <laughs> the ball god. Yeah, yeah. I had three testicles. Three thousand years ago, Gary was uh was a... I had three testicles. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> your your leader. Uh the team were able to accurately <laughs> Imagine these scientists you know, they've just been investing tons of hours into this. So, you know, relationships have broken up and yeah. they you know, they don't see their own children. I've got it, play it. I had three testicles. What? <laughs> Uh, the team were able to accurately reproduce a single sound, uh, which, which well, it's kind of like that. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No I have Marissa. Marissa isolated it, and it's kind. It says here it's like a long, exasperated meh, without <laughs> without <laughs> without the M. <laughs> All right, you want to hear it? Yeah, actually. Yes. Right, here we go. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. How, and how was this? Yeah. How was this gotten? Yeah. <laughs> They did 3D printing of his vocal tract because this is a a, uh, a, uh, a preserved body that had that part of its uh, uh, of its anatomy that was still intact. Right. So they used what they believe it, they used it to create the sound. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, man! <laughs> I have three testicles. The sound that you hear <laughs> is the sound. I had three of his vocal tract in the position that he is lying in in the sarcophagus. Okay. That's when he got his, his diagnosis pressed. <laughs> it did, doesn't look good. Did they, did they create like a like a legit like I'm, uh, Pharaoh, it does not look good. <laughs> He's like shrugging his shoulders. What are you going to do? <laughs> so you want the good news or the bad news? The good news is we're going to remember you forever. The bad news, you'll be dead by this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Chris? Um, so did they use the same technology to recreate somebody else's, a living person's vocal cords so um, that they could, you know. Test it for accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've, already re- point. they've already reproduced the vocal tracks of living people. Uh, okay. the, the, the lead um, researcher. They, um, they used Wendy Williams. Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what they've done over there in a jam? Oh, they just play her doing yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> uh, David Howard is the lead researcher. He's already reproduced vocal tracks of living people, including his own, using the same method, and found that the sound produced was uh, sounds produced were very realistic. The Pharaoh's already working with Diplo now, Preston. However, this is the first time the technique has been applied to human remains. Uh, the team chose the mummy <laughs> of the Egyptian priest. Uh, Ness Yaman from the Leeds City Museum in the UK because the soft tissue in the throat and vocal tract was reasonably intact. Here's what your here's what your tomb is going to look like. Do you like the illustrations there? 
Mm. <laughs> Take another crack at it. Um, the team <laughs> chose him because the soft tissue in the throat and vocal tract was reasonably intact. The technique doesn't work on skeletal remains. Now, Nezyaman's tongue muscles had apparently wasted away. Just ask Mrs. Yaman. Uh, the tongue plays a key role in speech, changing the sounds that we can make, Howard said. Uh, it's thought that he died in his mid-50s and had severely worn teeth as well as gum disease. <laughs> so, uh, Howard said that he would also like to try reproducing the vocal tract of Lindau Man. Uh, whose 2,000-year-old remains were found in... 19- I am Lindau, man! ...in 1984, preserved in a peat bog in Cheshire in North England. It, this is amazing. Again, to your point, Casey, we need a uh, a baseline to judge the accuracy of it. So if they're saying that they were able to get within the... Oh, I thought you meant like... Doom, 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 like a baseline to go along with it. I'm sorry. Thank you for coming. Howard is also hoping to conduct a second stage of research on uh, Nezyaman's vocal tract. It's time for the dead Egyptian jazz lounge. <laughs> I can't repeat it. All. I, I can't. Oh. <laughs> I can't quite get it. There we go. I had three testicles. I had three testicles. Okay. Uh, but um, it could result in. Give it to me, mommy. <laughs> Give it to me, mommy. mommy. <laughs> How long before you're going to have one of these guys go and you're going to hear that? I told you I was sick. Yeah. Uh, so apparently Howard is hoping to reproduce the sound of him singing as he would have done in his role as a scribe and a priest during the reign of Pharaoh Ramses uh, the 11th. Huh. His voice was an essential part of his ritual duties, which involves speaking, chanting, and singing. Some people are asking us to play the, that sound in reverse, the uh, tut sound, or not tut. Like, uh, like, like a, hidden, a hidden sound? The, 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 sounds funny. <laughs> Maybe he's doing Cagney. Greg yeah. G. Robinson. <laughs> That's backwards. Somebody says look up Alexander Graham Bell's voice. I don't know why. All right. Watson, I need you is what the first. I did his... I don't remember hearing recorded. No, Watson, you don't understand. I need you. <laughs> I need you, thank you. Yeah. From the producers of The Bachelor, great historical figures possess, <laughs> profess their love for each other. Listen to your heart. The History Edition. Uh, all right. Should I find something else from, else from the odds and ends? I don't think I have time to wait. For well, that's Alexander. pretty fascinating. Graham Bell's. Uh, let's see. We, we have time for one more, right, Case? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know about you, but I'm smelling chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Casey? It sounded like... Uh, how about this? Uh, Planters has paused a Super Bowl advertising campaign that hinged on the death of Mr. Peanut. Yeah. Following oh, well. the, uh, the death of Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. They figured it might not quite be sensitive because... 
it revolves around a character dying right. and, and a funeral scene, and they think it might be a bit too close to a tragedy. Like, well, this. there's also in the in the video setup, they go flying off uh, a cliff. It's two people and oh, m- wow. the, uh, Mr. Peanut. It's they're, a plane crash, or I mean, I mean, uh, a car crash, right? And they're hanging on a branch, and, and Mr. Peanut releases so that the others can live, and then they say, "Well, maybe he made it." Uh, and then the vehicle, he landed on the vehicle and the vehicle explodes. It's, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh uh, are in this. It was Wesley who, Snipes? Yeah, I don't know who Matt Walsh is. You'd recognize him. He's He's uh, been in a ton of movies over the years. He's a, a really funny actor. And um, by the way, the the car or whatever, the truck that they're driving, it looks a lot like the um, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's it sort of does, yeah. It's yeah. Oh, it's like a peanut shape. Yeah. I have an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile story coming up in the Bizarre File, believe it or not. That's actually probably a good idea. I wonder what they'll do, though. Will they put another commercial in its place because they probably already paid all this money? That's a good question, Kath. Maybe they will because... You know, I mean, listen, they'll probably run the campaign later on. They don't have to abandon it right. altogether because, listen, let's face it, people die every single day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when someone of, of this uh, uh, visibility does, it's a little bit hypersensitive. So I would imagine they'll hang on to this campaign, run it later on. But, yeah, they, they Kat, they might have to run something, something just else. to get their money out yeah. of it. Maybe an old commercial of sorts. I don't know. Uh, but apparently the ad maybe drew... a uh, maybe a, a commercial for the President Steve show maybe they'll do that uh, maybe wouldn't it be yeah. nice of them to do that uh, I think it's 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 very cool that they were that concerned that they did it I, yeah, I think people would I have understood I mean some people always get pissed off about this stuff but uh, sure uh, hey listen anytime like something big happens where where there's a tragedy and people yeah. die. You would be amazed at the amount of feedback radio stations will get from simply airing songs that normally play on a regular playlist day, but might have a line or two that, you know, people will go, how can you play that? And we're like, well, it has absolutely nothing Nothing to do do with what happened, but, you know, there's there's a sensitive time where you just kind of got to pull back a little bit. Uh, But anyhow, it's wild still with the the Super Bowl and the amount that they pay uh, for these commercials that... A lot of them run ahead of time now. You've seen them all, so yeah. that whole thing, that whole culture of what are going, what are the commercials going to be like, and so on and so forth. I can honestly say I feel that's pretty much gone these days. We'll talk about it the next day, yeah, uh, as part of the deal because it's sort of a perfunctory thing to do. But the impact it used to have yeah. is gone. They will still debut some of them, but a lot of them, like this one, you can see now. Yeah. You know, it's up if you want to if you want to catch the video somewhere, you can search it. But uh, the and ad. So the ad drew a variety of responses because they've already aired it um, online uh, with people leaving tributes to the mascot. Uh, Planners plan to run it uh, before the Super Bowl, the first ad. And then apparently there was a spot that was going to be in the third quarter of Mr. Peanut's funeral because that's what they'll do. They'll do these series if they have a lot of money to spend. Uh, But they encourage uh, people to pay their respects. This is what they were doing for the ad campaign. The snack brand encouraged people to pay their respects by participating in its social media campaign and entering a contest to win Mr. Peanut swag and stuff like that. With the door left open for the fact, Preston, that perhaps he is still alive. Right. In fact, let me go to Mike here real quick because he's got an interesting thing to point out. Hey, Mike, good morning, bud. Walker told me I have AIDS. (laughs) Walker told you you have AIDS? So sorry to hear uh, Mike, you, you, uh, you've got a Mr. Peanut, uh, story to mention? Uh, we're in the middle of building this. They can't do this to us. So what? yours, your sled is you based on this? I didn't even say cardboard classic. I was going to let you do uh, that, but so you're building a Mr. Peanut sled for the cardboard classic? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, you don't have to abandon that, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be lifelike. We did the Winter Mobile last year. Oh my God, that was <laughs> unbelievable. D- follow okay. through with it. Uh, we'll, we're oh, just yeah. we're just gonna sick the NFL on you. No, it's no problem. You'll be fine, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why I don't, think, so about this. I don't yeah. think anybody's going to put a connection together. You're you're good to go, Mike. And you guys do unbelievable work. That Wienermobile. Spectacular. It was dead yeah. on. It looked like showroom quality yeah. vehicle. It was It's the finest looking wiener I've ever seen. And I believe I got to ride in that with you, Mike, right? Yes, you did. It was awesome. Yeah. You, you, you complete that peanut, sir. Yes. Okay, he oh, seems okay. devastated. You, uh, yeah, he's, he's at a loss for words. Sorry for your loss, bro. Thank you. Uh, cardboard Classic, March 6th, by the way, so uh, make sure that you Why are... Why don't you answer the man? ...ready to go. <laughs> is this Alexander Graham Bell? It is. All right, here we go. This is the, the audio that somebody told us to get. What? That sounds... My name is Alexander <laughs> Graham... Yeah. You are my pet. What did that say? You are an ass. <laughs> you are my pet. You are my ass. You are my pet. You have a hat. You are my pet. I am a head. <laughs> I have no idea what he's I'm saying. trying to decipher this. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I've been calling for an hour. <laughs> Well, dummy, I don't have a phone. <laughs> the first... This is the one and only, you idiot. Yes. <laughs> I, I never loved you. You are my pet. I am homosexually attracted to Watson. <laughs> what? All right. Well, anyhow. Uh, thank Who is you. this? Thank, yeah. Well, hello? <laughs> Uh, they have a way for you to reduce your mortgage payments. <laughs> what? <laughs> Already? <laughs> One person calling. <laughs> it started with Are that. Are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyhow, uh, we are going to take a break. Thank you for uh, taking a stroll through the store with me. Oh, it was great. That I was able to clean off some of the, uh, the shelves, which means we've got room for more stock coming in. Yes, yeah, always so, coming in. So if you want a special order or something, by all means. Yeah, please. Support your brick and mortar. So your, your wooden and... Uh, Tinder. Get in touch with me, the proprietor. All right, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. Bizarre File Stories in your first shot at $1,000 for the day with easy money. Stay right there. We'll be back. Ah, springtime is in the air early. As we fantasize of riffs and rock outdoors on the lawn. Get set for MMRBQ 2020. Saturday, May 16th at BB&T Pavilion. Disturbed. Royal Blood. I only love and I love you. The Pretty Reckless. Sublime with Rome. The best value in rock. Nine bands for just 50 bucks. Also appearing. Puddle of Mud. Crowbot. Dirty Honey. Mongolian Metalheads. The Who. And Jackson's local shots opener, Foxtrot and the Get Down. Saturday, May 16th, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. As I stated earlier, our friends from the Piccadilly Inn are here in Shamong, New Jersey, and they have an event that's coming up on Friday night. Marissa will be in attendance with two lovely calendar girls from this year's calendar, Nicole and Dominique. So Friday from 5 to 7, you want to stop by the Piccadilly Inn. We'll be handing out calendars and uh, it's having, very cool. having a great time. Yeah. And, in fact, 
I have a $50 gift card to give to you right now. Caller number 8 at 215-263-WMMR. You get that $50 gift card from Piccolilly. And don't forget to award uh, win order award-winning wings uh, for the big game uh, from the Piccolilly Inn in Shamong. And you can order by this Friday and get an order of buffalo mac and cheese for free. Wow. So visit PiccolilliInn.com. We'll take that eighth caller right now. We'll give you the prize. We're going to do the bizarre file while you're calling in. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. And it is brought to you by Drexel University. Gain confidence in the online classroom with Drexel University's test drive. That's from February 10th through the 14th. You'll experience what it's like to study online at Drexel. Sign up today at drexel.edu slash test drive. Doctors say that it's a miracle after an Austin, Texas man successfully had a tapeworm removed from his brain. Oh, my God. I didn't know they go up there. Doctors think the man contracted the parasite in Mexico more than a decade ago after eating undercooked pork. Uh, The worm grew slowly ever since. A scan of the man's brain shows the large worm highlighted in red. He says he fainted last year while playing soccer and had been having headaches for months. He said it's very intense, very strong because it made me sweat, too. Sweat from the pain, pain in the head, and then I would vomit from the pain. Wow. Sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. The neurosurgeon who removed the tapeworm says situations like this are more common in certain regions of the country. Like where they eat bat? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) After it was removed and a little recovery, the man says that he's back to his normal self now. Wow. That's horrible. A woman has died during an Australia Day cake-eating competition. Uh, The cake is called a lamington. Uh, The woman was taking part in the event when she had a seizure. Witnesses said the pub security guard manager rushed to her aid and started performing CPR while an ambulance was called. Keep going. You're winning. Della Firth wrote on Facebook that she had spoken to the woman earlier in the day. Ms. Firth said the woman went into arrest after she was shoveling the lamington into her mouth. Paramedics took the woman to the hospital. She could not be revived and later died. Police are going to investigate the death and will prepare a report for the coroner. Yes. What was the prize if she had won? I don't know, Steve. Uh, but I do know that the Lemington is a sponge cake covered in chocolate. Oh, I like sponge cake. And it is uh, also coated in coconut. Chocolate. <laughs> Sounds pretty yummy. There's your winner right there. A Colorado fertility doctor being sued for allegedly using his own sperm to impregnate several women says the women don't have a legal complaint because they requested artificial insemination from an anonymous donor, and that's just what they received. He's just trying to uh, cut overhead, Preston. The attorney for the I'll f- fill these up. The families suing Dr. Paul Jones said the an- anonymity uh, should benefit both sides, including the sperm donor. I don't know why you women are so upset. As many as six families have filed a lawsuit. Because look at you! A negligent, uh, alleging negligence uh, and fraud against Jones for using his own sperm and several successful artificial insemination procedures from 1975 to 1989. Oh my God! So he was doing it quite a bit. Yeah, this is happening more and more. How do you? How do you? There's got to be a vetting process to determine before it happens. Before it happens, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a taste test. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Ew. It tastes like you, Doc. An Arizona woman is recovering from surgery after getting a sex toy stuck in her bladder. Oh, man. Oh, wow. There's a point at which you have to stop pushing. It's a case that stunned emergency room doctors and an OBGYN that the woman spoke out to Arizona's family 
uh, Arizona's family warning others about the product she used. I think it's a family, a family. commission or something All like right. that. Anyhow, uh, she's asked that uh, her name be kept anonymous. Her pleasure turned into pain in an instant. She said, every time I went, it went off, it was like my entire abdomen was vibrating. So does the G&G spot stand for gallbladder? Yeah, maybe. So she was she was talking about her new Vesper vibrator necklace by the company Crave. Uh, she wore the sex toy around her neck out to dinner with her boyfriend, then used it with him when they got home earlier this month. She wow. was only using it on the outside of her body as intended. She said, then I moved and out of nowhere, I just felt a really sharp pain. She said the vibrator was nowhere to be found. Where is it? And he was like, I don't know. Uh, but she could still feel it. First reaction was panic because she said, I had just lost something inside of me that was still going off. With the device still on, she went to the emergency room. Yes, I'm having an issue. <laughs> where several doctors did pelvic exams, but they didn't find anything. Oh, man. Uh, so the emergency room staff was, you know, they, they had no idea what was going on. Dr. Marchand uh, said he was shocked by what he found on the x-ray and inside her body. He said, I was really surprised when I'm looking at the abdomen and realize this device is actually in the bladder. Listen, we're going to take care of this, but in the meantime, could you hold this can of paint? Uh, Dr. Martian said, I've never seen a case like this in my entire career. They realized the device had actually entered her body through her urethra and oh. went into her bladder. I'm finding it hard to believe that, that it just sort of disappears. I, I think she's... I, I think she's... Imbe- She's so, something's going change on. Change the story yeah. that it ends all the way in that far. Because the urethra is not the other place. Right. The L- butthole. No. <laughs> the, lodging itself sideways. Uh, they had. To I sur- use all the gynecological terms. They had to surgically uh, remove it. I think we have a copy of you saying butthole in a very <laughs> clinical manner. M- me saying it? No. Steve. <laughs> okay. Yelling it with the, re- with the uh, reverb. I got you, bro. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the woman plans hunts. Sometimes I just <laughs> set aside the mystery of it all and say exactly what it is. It was this. <laughs> it's, a big it's not. It's not. I thought it was ready to go. Uh, nah. We used to have it on hockey. Uh, the woman plans on filing a lawsuit against the company for lack of warning. On... We never had it on hockey. I think this is all Casey's fault. What do you guys think? Uh, the uh, company for lack of warning on the I'm label Nick. that this uh, could happen even during normal use. It'll be so. worth the wait. Yeah. Right. It's not. We're not going to do it. Oh, that's too, bad. Yeah. too bad. We were using it regularly for a while there. I know. And then it ended up like down the it thing. Goes. It's not there. Was it ever on the Sorry, hockey? I missed one freaking sound effect this morning, Preston. I totally dunked it. We listened wow. to your heart. Yes, he did. Shire. Yes. But Jesus Christ, I missed one butthole. What is? How does it make Clearly you feel I'm, when I'm verbally uh, berating you? Uh, how does it make you feel when Preston uh, comes at you that way, Casey? Uh, it hurts my feelings a little bit. <laughs> and Preston, how does it make you feel when Casey, you believe, hasn't has set up a hockey properly? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's just an inside look all right, at uh, what happens. Nick, how does it make you feel to know you're actually responsible and not getting I, uh, I own it. <laughs> Sorry to everyone, mostly the listeners. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving on. Please do. <laughs> and then uh, I'll tell you what. In the meantime. I will I will transfer from the Vox Pro into the Zeta system and I will put it on a hotkey. You're a good man. I always thought I thought we had it in, in the Zeta system. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is a novel way to get help. A German woman named Lonia Hager was traveling in a camper van with two friends in the remote Nordcap area of Norway when ice made the road completely impassable. 
The group was scared their vehicle would slide down the mountain or get hit by another motorist as they waited for emergency services to reach their remote location. So the group actually came up with an idea for her to make a dating profile on Tinder where she was contacted by a local man within minutes. Wow. The man rescued the group using a digger to cut a safe path through the ice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so... All she had to do was give him a Hummer. Well, she... <laughs> they figured they'd be able to find somebody very Quick. close by. Right, because yeah. that's how the app works. By using Tinder. Yeah. It's Super horny, yeah. looking for a date. Help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, it's not known if uh, the hero, Stian Lolenton, got a date with Lonia or not. But it says he here that both the mouth and the butt are open for business. He did uh, save them. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. Oh, <laughs> and that. There we go. <laughs> he found it. I had to rename it because it was named Steve Space oh. Dash Space Butthole with Reverb. So I couldn't go to Butthole. Well, and there's not- a thousand Steve sound effects. So unfortunately, it just wasn't easy for me to find. But I renamed it Butthole so it's easier. It's, not, to. it's not your fault. I think we know whose fault. fault it is. <laughs> this is a, maybe an impossible question to answer. But how many sound effects do you think we have? Oh, wow. Oh, uh, thousands. All right, thousands. so on my yeah. side 10, of the board here, I have a uh, 500 and 500, so 1,000 on just the instant replay. Right. And then and you have our touchscreen. Uh, on the touchscreen, so I'm up to how many pages of uh, 10, 11 pages with how Is many on each? 100 on each one? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So so, uh, so 1,000 more in your touchscreen, and that's right. just your side of the that's board. That's just my yeah. side in case he has. Uh, we, and naming it is like... The worst key. Yeah. is absolutely Because then you have to search for it. Well, yeah. and Casey, we, we, there, early on we tried, well, we we're going to cluster all these together. We're going to cluster all... You know what? You realize, no, you're going to need a fart on every page. Right. You're going to need a punch on every page. You're going to so, need a scream because to, to go through everything yeah. is too hard. And, and people say, how do you do it so quickly? This is what we do. This is what we do. We, yeah. we do it every day. But uh, you This know, is we, us, to we, quote the uh, title. We have a couple of different sound effects machines. So we have a Vox Pro, which is, you know, when we get, like, brand new sound effects right, right. from Marissa. Now, I have a sort of a... I'm not going to put it into the Zeta system unless it's been proven that we use it, use it quite a bit. I so think that's a wise process. I made a mistake by not putting butthole with reverb into the Zeta system. It was, I, it, and it was my incorrect, incorrect assumption that we had it there. But now we do, and that's, there you go. There you can is. fire that up anytime. <laughs> so that's how the world turns, folks. Exactly. It's, it should be a soap opera, Preston. It should. You're right. Hey, uh, we have a couple of new uh, Daily Rush videos. Uh, this one came out a few days ago. It was uh, the Glorious Sons when they came by to perform. And they were great. They did two songs, and it says here, uh, the Glorious Sons perform a song about someone with big pupils and another one about <laughs> avocado addiction. <laughs> it's true. And then we have a new one. It says, uh, new Pearl Jam, question mark. Preston and Steve react to the new Pearl Jam song, Dance of the Clairvoyance. It's very growly, it <laughs> yeah. says. Oh, yeah. So you can watch these videos now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. So peruse those, if you will. Let's take a break and come back in a second. Don't forget, we still have some more good stuff from the Piccadilly Inn to give away through the course of the morning. Uh, and uh, what else do we need to mention? Oh, Word of the Week prize this week. Very cool. Six pack of pit tickets for MM Barbecue. How about that? Nice. Or do wait? No, we did that last week. Not so nice. No, oh. it's the stay and ski package. Even nicer <laughs> with a cardboard classic. I knew yeah. it. I knew it had to do with one of our events. Yes. So that's really cool. And I get to the details in a little while. We'll take a break and be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have.
7 internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Keep listening to the Preston and Steve show to find out when we're headed back to Jack Frost Mountain for the 14th annual Cardboard Classic. And visit jfbb.com anytime for conditions and to view their live webcam. JFBB, where the snow comes first. Back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. So for a cardboard classic, some of the new uh, prize. Well, here's we always do the fastest sled, five hundred dollars from Sprint for that. Best design, uh, first prize two thousand dollars. That's yeah. the, the big, big, biggie. Uh, our favorite fail, which is a new one we've uh, incorporated the last couple of years, and it's just got to happen spontaneously, and we'll announce the prize down there. But uh, two new categories: the coolest Jose Cuervo sled, yes, three hundred dollar prize for that, and the sled with the. Be- this is from Pacifico Beer. The sled with the best live life anchors up theme will get $500 in beer for a year from Pacifico Beer. Their slogan is live life anchors up. Uh, so you take it and run with it and do whatever you think is creative and have your sled ready to go. So, so much of it, honestly, is the bragging rights. But these are some legitimate prizes that yeah. can give you an idea about where you want to what you want your sled to be. And also should be interesting because um, Jack Frost and Big Boulder have new owners this year. Yes. They don't know what's coming just yet. <laughs> uh, I would hope that they've held on to a lot of staff members who have done this year after year with us and they yeah. can kind of prepare the new owners as to what exactly goes on that day and how big it actually is. It is the biggest event they do there all year. So I'm interested to see what their reactions are. Yeah, and it's a ton of fun. And uh, I've gotten a few emails. I don't know if you guys have as well, but recently people are asking if they can come and watch the broadcast uh, that morning, and you cannot. The bar is not allowed to open for customers until after 10 a.m., I think. So okay. our broadcast, while we're up there, it's not open to the public, unfortunately. No, so, but we, we, uh, we, we want to let people know that in advance. Yeah, but and, and we are good about getting out as quickly as we can. We usually, right. It's one of the few shows we'll end exactly at 10 to get out and get to you. So uh, March 6th, make the plans. Be there if you can't appreciate it. So, I'm sorry, Case. And Case has uh, some neck issues, and every now and then he needs to wear this uh, kind of neck brace thing uh, to to actually lengthen his uh, his neck. And it just made me think of a neck brace. I don't know why. It's, I know the person's in pain, but <laughs> you look funny. funny. Yeah, well, we it's like the, Dune. There was a guy that I went to high school with, Dave Perkel, and his dad was perpetually in a neck brace. <sighs> just one one of those old school ones. Yes. White, yeah. looks like, and, and we we thought that the, the joke was that his mom was beating him up uh, or, or that right. his, his wife was beating him all the time, and that's why he always wore a neck brace all the time. We had a friend who used to do neck exercises, um, so he would, like, sit straight up and then put his two fingers on his chin and, like, push them inward, yes. and he would have to do that I'm repeatedly. I'm so cute. But he, I'm so yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he would do it in front of us, so, of course, we would laugh at him, and the joke was is that he was trying to 
suck, you know, something yeah. that... Right. He was trying to make himself limber enough to yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. himself. Yeah, so they were like, yeah, guess it wasn't worth it. Now look at your neck. Now, would he, would he get mad when you guys oh, would get more? Oh, my God, yeah. so I have to do so, this. I have to do this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, 100%. They oh, used to man. torture him. That sucks. But well, the, the apparatus that Casey's using is is uh, <laughs> it's helping, right? It's it's helping yeah. a little bit of a, a, a vertebrae thing going on. Yeah, I had a little bit of a setback there the last couple of days. But uh, one of the <laughs> funniest moments on this show was when I had that really terribly uh, stiff neck, yeah. and I looked like Igor. I had said something like, "Hey, Casey," and he turned to me, and he had to turn his yes, head just master. His, instead of turning his neck, he had to turn his whole torso. Ah, did you? <laughs> Call me master. <laughs> you were looking for butter on a hotkey. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so anyway. we'll we'll do it right now. How long do you have to wear that? Uh, uh, like another ten minutes. Okay, so like fifteen minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And then you and it's interesting now because the one Casey uses is inflatable. Yeah, it's pneumatic as they, as they say. That's so the you, way they're going with so much of this stuff. So you put it on first, yeah. it's easier to put on and then you and then it expands. Pump it up and then it, it expands my my neck. Okay. Separates the vertebrae. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. What's the movie scene that I'm I'm thinking of where uh, the guy has a neck brace on and um maybe it's Animal House? Where he like turns quickly. I think maybe it's Niedermeyer, and he's like, ah, Does yes, that yeah, yeah. He, it's Niedermeyer. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody goes by and goes, right? It's, 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 it's Pluto. Pluto. After, after the after his. Whole, Thank yes. you. I couldn't place the scene in my head. <laughs> What's the one I'm thinking of? Where they try to, they're in a courtroom and they drop books. And it, the person's wearing a neck brace, but they're faking it. Oh, oh Marissa that, knows. Hold on, her hands going up. Bunch? The Brady Bunch. It is Brady yeah, Bunch. Yeah, when Mrs. Uh, Brady got in the car accident. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I don't remember that one. Okay, interesting. Well, uh, so hopefully your neck's going to be feeling better, Case. I had something I wanted to share from a friend of the show, uh, our good buddy, Mr. Kyle McCarty, very talented uh, singer and also a talented uh, video editor. And, uh, and you know, he's, he's great and a very creative guy. Jack of all trades. In fact, he did the, uh, you know, the... Holiday and fall activities jingles. He's done those for Kathy. Uh, he was a singer with. It was the Air Force uh, uh, band. The Delco theme. Really great vocalist. Yes. Okay, so he's he can sing R and B like nobody's business. So he um, he texted me a couple of weeks ago, uh, just kind of looking around because you know I play in a band and he was wondering if if I knew anybody who was looking for a vocalist. Yeah, because he wants to. Join just a, a group to have some fun, maybe make a little extra money. He's looking for, like, a, a, a bar party band or something like that. And by the way, if you are looking for a singer, get in touch with Kyle. Oh, my God. Dude is incredibly talented. Who was he touring with? Was it the uh, the Temptations? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He did do a tour with Temptations. Right. And he, in fact, a couple, of, a couple of them sang on his uh, his album that yeah. he, that he uh, had put out years ago. They actually sang backups for him, the Temptations did. So <clears throat> he um, he decided to uh, post on Craigslist uh, that he's looking for work. Yeah, and so he sent me <laughs> oh no the ad that he put out there. He actually sent me he didn't send me the ad. He sent me a response that he got from a, that he got from a guy. I'm not going to say the person's name because it is in this response. But um, the ad that Kyle placed uh, the the headline is dynamic male singer looking for band. Pretty straight ahead. Yeah. He's a singer. He's looking for somebody to perform with. So 
This is the response he got from dynamic male singer looking for band. Okay. I don't know. That, to me, that isn't even, there's no code. That's as straight no. as it gets. Pretty straight ahead. Yeah. The right. response is, hey, Kyle, came across your Craigslist post and thought I'd reach out. I'm currently looking for a male sock model. The gig is simple. You come over, take off your shoes, oh, no. put up your feet, and let me enjoy your socks for an hour. Yes. Pays a hundred dollars. By the way, I'm a normal forty year old dude. Hope to hear from you soon. What the Preston, this sounds like your foot modeling agent. It does it not. It's exactly please explain for people who are unaware of the legend well, of Preston's history as a uh, top foot model. The the weirdest part about that was how it got started. A friend of mine, actually the sound man from my band way back in the day. And, and it all involves music, you notice. Yeah, had uh, had called me. And this is when you could do, uh, you know, three-way calling was yeah. pretty, pretty common. And he said, hey, man, he's like this this girl that, that I went to high school with. He said his old, her older sister called me out of nowhere. And uh, she started talking dirty to me. And I'm like, get out of here. No, for real. And she, this girl was gorgeous. I knew of her. I didn't right. know her. And so he pipes me into the to the three-way call, and we started talking to her. And sure enough, she starts doing, like, all this sex talk and stuff. It was uh-huh. really weird. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you know, really graphic stuff. And it didn't sound anything like who I thought this girl was. But anyhow, later on, Paul gets back to me and says, hey, remember the girl that we, yeah, that, that we talked to? Yeah, okay. Well, apparently she's a, she is a, an amateur photographer and wants us to come over and model footwear for her. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm thinking it's going to lead to, you know. high price modeling gigs. No, I thought it was going to lead to sex or oh, something Oh, that like too. That, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so we go over to the place. This is like days and days later. We're going to meet her at this place. We go, we show up. There's just a guy there. <laughs> African-American gentleman I'd never met before in my life. And so we're this hanging out. This girl's a guy. And we said we're going to, you know, she she as she's running late, blah, blah, blah. So we're going to sit and wait. Well, we wait for like an hour, hour and a half, whatever. She never shows up. We're just watching TV. And he's like, I don't know if she's going to make it or not. Why don't we just go ahead and do the pictures anyway? Okay. Oh, boy. So we put on socks, just yeah. socks. And the guy takes pictures of her feet. And then we left. And that was it. That was all we ever heard of. Did you get paid? No, we didn't get paid. Oh, Wait a second. God. So at no point, he doesn't try to ply you with champagne and like, nothing. Why don't you slip out of those socks? No. And it was bizarre, to say the least. How old were you? And I think what I think happened was this girl was A, not who say, she said she was going to no, be. No, yeah. she couldn't have been. Was kind of randomly calling people to maybe prank or something like that. Got, right. Got a hold of Paul. Paul had maybe was trying to guess who she was and said her name, and she said, yeah, that's me, you know uh, what I mean? yeah. So kind of playing along, and, and we were young and horny. We just, you know. How old were you? I was uh, 19. 19? Like was out of high school. So, yeah. so 19, maybe 20. So you're a little suspicious, but you're, you're horny enough to want to get some. And totally. So, and I was also, up for it. The, the, just the draw of living the lifestyle of a famous foot model was enticing on you its, know, on its own. You know, who wouldn't want to be, live a jet, jet set <laughs> lifestyle like that? <laughs> So anyway, that's how that's all the how the whole foot model thing came. But about. this is exactly the same scenario. But yeah, this and this, but this is cutting right to the chase. Hey, I just want to you know you come over, take off your shoes, put up your feet, and let me enjoy your socks for an hour. <laughs> Pays a hundred dollars, by the way. I'm a normal forty year old dude. Hope to hear from you soon. I mean, that last line, I'm a normal 40-year-old dude, probably should have been. The t- left t- out. Well, that yeah. you lead with that, so people know instantly that you're not. 
I just thought that was that is insane. But like, okay, but your guy was a Sox guy. This guy's a Sox guy. I wonder what it is about socks. I it clean, is the it's smell. Gotta be clean socks. Also, because well, I don't. I'm not familiar with the foot modeling world. And the and socks we put on were brand new. Like he took yeah. them right out of the package. And <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm serious. Nice. Man. Man. So Did you get to keep them? I don't think so. No. Wait, was was there some were dress socks? I know that. So obviously, when you're at a shoot like this, there are all sorts of PAs and people helping and <laughs> scrims going up and things like that and catering. What was the scene like at your deal? We were in an apartment, and that's it. There were no lights. It was it was a decent camera. Yeah, uh, but how was the apartment? Was it a nice apartment? Yeah, it was a decent apartment. Were there a lot of framed photos of feet up on the walls? It was near the University of St. Louis. Okay, oh. and and uh, college town. Uh, yeah, were there? Any pictures of feet anywhere? No. It was, I'm telling you, man, it was so surreal. And we were just, we kind of never talked about it again until, remember, we had Paul come on right. yeah, the yeah, show yeah. years yeah. ago, and he was like, yeah, I remember that. That happened. And it's just one of those unexplained things. Like, did that really happen? I mean, I was, it wasn't just me, right? right. You know? But I mean, wow. Yeah. What could have been. So, and then he gets the same thing. The same, and the entree again. At least there is a music element to it as well. Yeah, I don't know. But so, this what is time crazy. is Kyle going? This good. Listen, a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, I was like, I would do it. I would do it if there, if I could guarantee that I wasn't going to get choked to death. Yeah, right. yeah security. Well, what know? about yes. show up with that collar? He won't be able to get his hands around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this case yeah. with the uncle. It was uncle. It was uncle Eddie. Uncle Eddie. Yeah. What was it? Fifty bucks for soiled underwear? I think it was fifty bucks for underwear, a hundred for soiled. Wow! Yeah. If you're a kid, if you're like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, yeah, hundred dollars is a lot of that's money. That's a lot of money, especially back in that you know time. It was what was it like the late eighties, early nineties? Yes. Did they have to be like it just was like the like, day of penny candy, man? Just skid marks, or did they have to have? You know what? I don't know. How okay. does that? How does that side of modeling work? Yeah, yeah. that's not modeling. That's just you showing up, going, "Hey." <laughs> Took a dump in these for you, bro. I've never used Craigslist. I've never. I, I perused it one time just for fun because I had heard so much stuff about it. I didn't. But I, I did think about like doing the curb alert stuff where you put things out. I couldn't even figure out how to do it. Yeah. In the first place, Preston, I saw your curb alert. Would you drive over and let me photograph your balls? Yeah. I'd say like ninety eight percent of it is is legit and totally fine. And is what, it? Yeah. yeah. And you're looking for a, a wheelbarrow or whatever. Like you you go out and you find it and you you pay fifty bucks for whatever and it's easy. Uh, but there are weirdos and and so Nick, didn't they shut down the? What they made a big thing of shutting down casual encounters, casual encounters or whatever the one that was leading to. Um, uh, aggressive um, yeah. violence, sexual violence, or whatever yeah. it was. There was some sort of s- uh, series of incidents that were precipitated by the well, Craigslist hookups. Yeah, and it became like legalized prostitution in some right. levels. And then, and then there were human trafficking concerns, which are legit. So, And it was undermining a legitimate foot modeling industry. Right. People oh. just wanted to model their feet. Marissa just gave me this. This is from 2009, and you've held on to this? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, are you re- are you getting back together with your foot modeling agent? No, this is an email to Marissa, and she's redacted some things okay. on here. By the way, so I'm going to leave that out. It says, first of all, I'm a long time. First of all, I'm a long time listener, and my entire trip is spent listening and sometimes having to pull over because I can't see the road through the tears of laughter in my eyes. Well, that's good. That sounds great. Secondly, I have to say, your laugh is infectious. 
the ringtone they made of your laughter, including the Home Depot Classic, which, by the way, this is uh, this came out in 2009. Home Depot Classic, I used to say that just to annoy my mother uh, when I was a kid. I don't even know what he's talking it's about. It's probably here. something that something. We're, we're forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. It made me grin a mile wide, and it gave me an idea. Huh. Being the owner of a tickling fetish video company, mm-hmm. when I hear a laugh as giddy and as fun as yours, I feel the need to ask you if you might be willing to consider doing a short video for my company. We're not talking about anything involving nudity or porn or anything like that. Just a simple short video, perhaps one where you plug the Preston and Steve show. Hey, this is Marissa from 93.3 WMMR's <laughs> Preston and Steve wow. show. Wow. Enjoy and, yourself. And I'm about to get tickled for, and then it says the name of the production company. Right, right. Uh, and for 30 seconds or so, your feet get tickled for the camera. Nothing adult, nothing naughty, just a fun little video blurb. I'd be willing to pay you for the time if you're interested in considering this. Wow. Um, How much did you get? (laughs) P.S. I won't choke you. Uh, It says, as a guy who's uh, born and raised in Philadelphia and refuses to leave the area yet because of shows like Preston Steve, I really hope to hear back from you. He sounds like a fan. Even if to simply say you're not interested. I have customers all over the world who would love to hear your giggle and laughter as a promotion for the company. Yeah, Marissa, that would have been a great way to advertise the show. Uh, Wait a second. Yeah. Uh, what, what was that documentary about? Uh, the tickling? Yeah, the tick that was going to bring up. Yeah. About the tickling club. Yeah. And they did they did two of them, Casey. Yeah. Yes. They did two full documentaries where this guy would hire these people to send videos of them tickling, getting in a tickling fight. Yeah. Tickled. And, and it's called Tickled? Yeah. And then he, an was, then he was doing something nefarious afterwards, like... Holding that against them and extorting them it, for money. It started off as one movie and became something very different. Yeah, they started off as just, wow, this is goofy and weird. Yeah. And then it led down this really dark path of people's lives being ruined and stuff like that. Because out of the, it. because these tickling videos were ending up online. No, I think it was the threat of them. Of them and, oh, they were being extorted. They were extorting money, ah. I think, Steve. I'm not 100% yeah. sure, but... I don't think they ever 100% nailed down the guy and officially busted him for what he was doing. You but just they, made me think of something. They think they figured out who it was. What? A few years ago, I ordered a, 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 a DVD, Foot Models of St. Louis. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking... You didn't put two and two together? I, <laughs> the guy did look like you, but I, I didn't even make the connection. Well, it was just my feet. Yeah. I made sure there were no face uh, things, so... <laughs> Uh, when we were kids, you, we used to do this to each other. It was it was a game. Tickling? Yeah. Yeah. You would have to lay there and get tickled, and whoever lasted the longest without laughing without uh, Without climaxing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We were kids. We didn't reach that yet. Wait, you would, you, whoever could last the longest without laughing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you would count. So wow. why don't you set up a company? This guy has a company. Yeah. Marissa, a tickling did you, company. Did you ever respond uh, to the guy, at least say thanks, no thanks? Or? I'm looking in my emails, and it looks like I did not. So 11 years later, thank you, but no thank you. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I clicked on his MySpace page that he linked to, and it's a dead link. So. Okay. <laughs> sorry, that's Mark. How, wow. That's how long ago it was. Wow. Oh, you said his name. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Instead, uh, she did full-on porn. Remember the video of her? That was, like, yeah, there was a clip. Oh, my saw. God. It was the, just her. It was. Oh, I'm sorry. It's her doppelganger. Yeah. Right. A doppelganger is Dutch for it's completely me. Yeah. 
No, but the girl did look like Marissa, but it was not Marissa. No, no. Thank yeah. God. Uh, has anybody There's... ever found send you pictures of somebody in, in the world of porn that looks like you, Kathy? Not porn, not at all porn. Um, but remember the uh, the side of the uh, baby diaper uh, yes. box. I mean yeah. that that picture. I looked at it and thought. How did they get that picture of me and put it on, on no that? Kidding. Yeah, on that box. I get the Mandingo thing all the time. Mandingo, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's just uh, people make the confusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do get pictures from time to time. People see somebody that looks similar to me, and they'll send them to me. But um, the used and the, sometimes they're pretty close. So he didn't want the socks, the 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 socks that you wore because the you I you know what the worn garments are. That's the big attraction, right? Maybe. You've worn something. Listen, I and told they want to purchase that. I didn't take the socks with me. I don't remember that. So maybe that was the point of it all. Maybe this he got he got our our foot musk on there and uh, sniffed it and used it. Or whatever. Yeah, because I, 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 I always thought I that remember. was part of the horny attraction in the world of foot modeling. Speaking of using things, I saw this story. Uh, doctors are urging men not to pleasure themselves using banana peelings. Yeah, is that uh, that's a thing apparently? After apparently a worrying trend has emerged online. So they're pleasuring themselves using banana peels. Yeah. Why did you look at me when you asked that question? Because <laughs> you always get a banana every day. Uh, and you, and we never, notice, you never throw away the peel. We notice you come up with one yeah. banana and one peel. So I don't know what Mrs. Cho is doing yeah. to you down there. I, I've seen you put your banana peel in your backpack instead what? of in the trash. No. It says this uh, is my Jack and peel. It says they're even heating the skin in the microwave to boost the sensation. Oh, God. They claim the slime from the peel on the oh, inside part God. of it uh, contains a great lubricant. Uh, right. Well, why not just honestly at this point? There's a thing, a device called it's the uh, it's the Kathy Romano flashlight. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's the it's a, a flashlight. And uh, <laughs> right, Preston. There's there's enough. St- yeah. Why? You don't need why that. sexually abuse well, a, 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 a pristine I'll, piece of produce? I'll tell you why. Because maybe you know a kid. You know, you'll go bananas. No, a teenager at home is not going to have a sex toy laying around where they can just eat a banana. That's my flashlight, mom. And throw it away, ma, <laughs> ma, ma. Where's my flashlight? It's next to your baseball bat. Medics are now warning that the bizarre trend could cause painful rashes and sores. And using banana skins to pleasure yourself may even trigger an infection as uh, contact with protein inside the fruit skin can cause flare-ups in some people. So we were, you know, yesterday we went into the the uh, deep dive into a bat soup and stuff like this and all these things that, that you know, the people choose to eat. Honestly, the amount of things that people choose to do for kinky aspects is just as horrific pleasure did you ever use fruit of any kind in any self-pleasure anything other than you know what god gave me yeah Yeah, exactly yeah i I never did well i did try Uh, there was one time one thing (laughs) was it a park bench no you know what it was a um (laughs) let me see if i can try to explain this it was like a novelty item like a toy oh boy it was filled it was like um was it like a tube filled with water Oh. And it would it was inside, and, and you could you could, it it never ended. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it was oh, slippery, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wacky yeah. worm, What's so something like, like that. Slippery. Yeah. It's got a hole yeah. in it. Yeah, I gotta have sex. Why with not? <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't work. work. <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> didn't work at all. Yeah, heat it up. Last about three seconds. I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah, stupid. and it never even called you. That's the only time I ever tried using something other than uh, water weenie. I think it's called a water weenie. Uh. Water snake wiggles is Please. what this says you here. use that? Uh, yeah, water snake, I guess, is what that's called. Yeah, I tried. 
I was probably in sixth grade or I something. I used to like game that. of hungry hippos. Wow. That would hurt. It hurt. It could hurt. Uh, you try yeah. to get creative, but the truth of the matter is, is that uh, really this whole thing, the physical pleasure like this, should be an expression of love between you and your fleshlight. I hear sock every now and then, and I'm like, no, no, that no. That, boot, n- n- boot. <laughs> no, I've never once considered doing anything like that. Honestly, all the things that are, uh, and this is let this be a little uh, little lesson. All the things like that that they say, Preston, there's chafing, there's issues. You can't even hump a banana without getting a disease. Yeah. <laughs> Do, you know, Here. be smart. All right, I'm it. getting some good texts coming in. Oh, uh, no. This is a kid. My husband used a bean bag. A bean a bag? bean bag. Uh, I don't get it. Ew. I know this says, I know a guy who used pizza dough. <laughs> All right, that I can see. Pizza dough? And yeah. don't tell me this ended up being made into a pizza. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I mean, like, I can't but, believe I'm joining in on this. I had a please do. Who, who used to use the mayonnaise jar. What with yeah. mayonnaise in it? Yeah. What do you put oh in the microwave? Oh my god! I don't, I don't know. Ew! Wow! Wouldn't uh-huh. your penis explode if you put it in the microwave? No, no, no. The jar. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did everybody here have somebody uh, on the female side? Uh, it was it was always uh, an urban legend, but uh, the hot dog thing, the frozen Break. hot dog. Yeah, frozen hot dog broken inside. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. A pool skimmer. <laughs> Girls aren't that desperate. No. no guys right, are exactly. disgusting. No, I'm not saying that. Did you ever use a garage automatic garage door, Preston? I have. Uh, automatic garage door? Yeah. No. Uh, Honestly, saying, stop we, pumping things. You're just saying, did we ever hear that? There was the yes. rumor, and there was always one person that, you know, like, well, why did the rumor stick on that person? Well, th- that yeah. the attaching of the, of the, fr- the frozen hot dog... Uh, was a, a classic in school, and it was a way that that people would um, the frozen hot dog, the gerbil was another popular yeah. one. But that was the pony. Wow, yeah, that you went to a different school. <laughs> well, we were closer to the livestock. Uh, to me, that's it's all the rumor. Look, and also it's so hard to uh, escape that rumor. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Doc- Dr. Diana Gill says that if you use a uh, banana peel, yeah, you could develop a rash and sores, which can be painful and might lead to infection. And she warned that uh, this new way of doing this could be especially dangerous for men with allergies. What about uh, what? What fruit does she recommend if you're going to hump a fruit? <laughs> Cantaloupe. Uh, it doesn't Nick. actually. It what? says you're. He was awfully quick with that, wasn't he? <laughs> Seriously, I'm not the first person to think of it. That's why the cantaloupe never makes it up here. <laughs> a person. <laughs> A person with a banana allergy is more likely to be allergic to other substances such as latex or mm. other fruits and vegetables. So if you're allergic to latex condoms, uh, you may also be allergic to banana skins as well. I knew I a guess, girl that was uh, allergic to latex condoms. Well, latex in general, yeah, right? Yeah, latex in general, yeah. They'll yeah. ask you yeah. that when you go to the doctor if you they have do. any. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, have you ever humped a banana? Is the <laughs> I was they asked my birth date and if I've humped a banana recently. Right. Uh, yeah, they they do always ask about the latex yeah. uh, um, allergies because, because of, the of the gloves. Have you ever modeled foot uh, socks for a guy? Or... That's how you usually get that question. They slip those questions in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You ever go, have she's on a fleshlight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, well, we had uh, we had a story in the Bizarre File of a woman who lost a toy, uh, and, and it ended up in her bladder, which is pretty it's always wild. in so, the last place she looked. So people, <laughs> yeah. So people will do some interesting things. Uh-huh. I found my keys. Uh, they were in my anus. From time to time. Okay. So with that, I think we'll take a break. Yeah. Uh, I do want to give away some more stuff from our friends at the, the Piccalilli Inn who stopped by. There is a calendar raid on Friday night. You can uh, 
Stop by and see Marissa and tickle her if you want to, because uh, she'll be with the Calendar Girls, Nicole and Dominique. Don't really tickle her. No, no, kidding. no. Uh, it's Calendar Raid from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Piccadilly, and they're located in Shamong, New Jersey. And uh, they brought in a bunch of stuff today. Buffalo wings and tails, buffalo chicken, egg rolls, buffalo mac and cheese. Shamona. I have a $50 gift card for caller number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. For the big game, order the area's best wings and homestyle favorites from a Piccadilly Inn. From the Piccadilly Inn. They're so good. You can get uh, 10 wings, 10 tails, and 10 ears for just thirty nine ninety five. by the way. Uh, so visit PickleLillyInn.com. But caller 17, we're going to set you up, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thank you very much, Kathy. Well, it's time for me to put on a hat. Another one this morning, folks. Actually, Another hat? It's a pipe uh, because I have not... Gone into the halls of the library where we keep the historian stories in a while. And I atop the complex at Beasley Productions. <laughs> in the library, we find the historian going through volumes of history, collecting stories to relate to you so that we may learn of our past. I have uh, found some. It's the in- same guy who's uh, <laughs> every other guy. Yeah. He just has a pipe. Right. He has a pipe. I do have my pipe when I do these stories. I've got yeah. it here, and you can, if you watch our Daily Rush videos, it's authentic. Is it going to be murderers? I have a pipe. No. Is it going to be uh, plague? Diseases? No. But I think you're going to like this because the uh, I have a variety of stories that tie together. They are small things that caused huge riots. Oh, I love small things that cause huge riots in history. Okay, so we'll start in 1935. Okay, it was 1935, <laughs> and a small thing caused a huge riot. At the experimental labs of the DuPont Corporation. Which is, uh, I assume, Delaware? Yeah. A brilliant research chemist named Walter Carruthers. My name is Walter Carruthers. Mr. Carruthers. You'll see, Mr. Carruthers. uh, Was aimlessly (laughs) playing around with some super polymers. Carruthers' new material was named nylon, and it quickly became a sensation. Nylon. Feels good on your (laughs) pee-pee. Nylon stocking, stronger and easier to maintain than the traditional silk versions, became a must-have item for women everywhere. The initial run of 4 million pairs sold out in under two days. So you're saying nylon stockings, 1935 is when they first appeared? That is. Wow. Well, that's when he first came up with it. And I'd always wondered why nylons were such a big deal back in the day. They used to be expensive, right? Well, yes. And before that, they were made of silk, and that's why. They didn't stay on very well. And it was hard to keep my seams straight, Preston. But there's there's (laughs) there was a development in this. So so people could just couldn't get enough of the new wonder fabric. Four million pairs sold out in two days, okay? In under two days. Then World War II broke out. Yeah. And the nation's entire nylon production was requisitioned to make parachutes and other military oh, gear. Oh, wow. Right? Well, what happened was is a lot of people believed that it was uh, DuPont that precipitated and caused World War II so they'd make more money on their nylon sales. Was that it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So, no, listen, the black market price of nylon stocking shot way up. And for back in the 19 th- late 30s when yes. World War II came out, 
$20 a pair. That's ridiculously expensive. Absolutely. So women took to drawing, actually drawing seams on their legs with paint to give the impression that they could afford a <laughs> pair of nylons. Oh, my gosh. The stocking shortage became a uh, hated symbol of wartime austerity. When the conflict ended, so when the war's over, DuPont announced that it would begin producing Civilian nylons again, which created a huge stir. Nylons for Christmas became a popular slogan as anticipation skyrocketed. So were these nylons still attached to parachutes? No. It was a disaster. DuPont had severely overestimated how quickly it would be able to refocus production. Uh And when a small number of stockings went on limited sale, riots erupted across (laughs) the country. That's how popular they were. Because of nylons. In Pittsburgh, 40,000 women lined up for almost a mile for only 13 pairs of stockings. Elsewhere, enraged mobs of fashion-frenzied women broke into department stores, smashed windows, fought each other tooth and nail over precious pairs of nylons. This sounds like when we ran out of our bobbleheads, Preston, at the Wings game. Uh, Crazed citizens accused DuPont of deliberately restricting supply to make a profit, and the company was forced to work overtime to get supply back up to pre-war levels. Wow. As more nylons became available, the riots eventually died out, having still done more damage to the 1940s American cities than the Japanese ever am- managed to do. do you, That's insane. Do you find uh, stockings on, like this sexy, the seams and all that stuff? Yes. And and I find I them comfortable, hot. too, don't oh. you? <laughs> I was going to say, meanwhile, I they are the most uncomfortable things. Oh, really? On the, I hate them. I, I hate Every aspect of stockings. stockings. My wife has great legs, and she looks great in in stockings. So I do I do like it. But she she says the same thing that they're, you know. Yeah, but they who so what? They're hot for men. <laughs> I I find them very sexy. Rochelle was actually wearing a a pair of like yoga pants the other day that in the back near the calf were open with these crisscross patterns, and I'm like, you know what? Those are hot. <laughs> so like like leg wear can be really, really Absolutely. sexy, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, all right. Anyhow, here's another story from the historian. Same thing. A, a sim- the libraries of Beasley, we go again into the historian. A seemingly small thing that, uh, that caused uh, some big uproar. Well, that was um, a big riot before. Let's see if you can top that. All right. These days, hat couture probably yes. doesn't seem like the kind of thing most people would violently riot over. Uh, but back in the in 1920s New York... Wearing a straw hat after September 15th was considered terribly gauche. Why was that? (laughs) So much so, in fact, that gangs of teenage hoodlums took to patrolling the streets, violently assaulting anyone caught sporting a straw boater. Newspapers of the day even started carrying articles warning their readers when the 15th was approaching so that they could switch to a felt hat and avoid the same some fashion police brutality. So they're actually getting throttled by gangs yeah. for wearing these hats. And so I'll, I'll eventually get right. to the story here. So the last straw uh, came in 1922 when a particularly impatient gang of hat-hating youths descended, decided to start grabbing hats two days early on September 13th. But the hipster hooligans quickly found themselves out of their depth when they took on a group of dock workers who fought back in defense of their boaters. The violence quickly spread through the city with roving bands of teenagers marching around brandishing clubs with nails in them, brutally attacking anyone foolish enough to be seen wearing a straw hat. Order was only restored to the uh, terrified city after several vicious battles between the police and mobs. Miraculously, the, quote, straw hat riots 
Didn't result in any deaths, although several people were hospitalized and a number of the youths were in prison. But even New York's fashion fixation seems normal compared to the commotion supposedly caused by the invention of the top hat. A probably, uh, oh man, I can't even, uh, uh, Apaka Cryful story? Apocryphal, thank you. Uh, uh, false, fake. Uh, claims that when the new creation was worn in public for the first time, riots broke out. Women screamed and fainted and dogs whined in terror. A child's arm was broken by the stru- surging mob huh. and the hat's inventor was taken to court for wearing a headpiece uh, calculated to frighten timid people. Steve, it does not say here. There's no explanation? Why the straw hats were uh, considered offensive. Do you know what this reminds me of? The mm-hmm. Abbott and Costello bit of the Susquehanna Hat Company. Do you remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Is I, that I a remember, Susquehanna hat? I remember you saying something about it, but I don't remember the bit. So the, 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 he's he's out. Lou Costello's out selling hats for the Susquehanna Hat Company. And so he goes into every place he goes into, and he goes, I'm here selling hats for the Susquehanna Hat Company. Susquehanna Hat! My husband was wearing a Susquehanna hat the day he died. A safe fell on his head! And so everyone had these stories. That's and not they, the same bit of of Niagara Falls, right? It's a similar similar sort of thing. Okay. So Slowly every hat I turn. Step yeah. by yeah. step. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Steve, uh, they just pulled up an article here in the studio that said it was akin to wearing it after the 15th is like wearing white after Labor Day. So you, you beat somebody with a bat and a nail driven through it? So it was just considered a fashion faux pas. And that a group wow. of people found it offensive if you did that. For Christ's sake, they really insane. reacted violently to fashion faux pas. <laughs> Straw hat riot? Is that like the zoot suit riot? I, well, maybe. I, not the no, same. No, zoot suit riots were different. That yeah. was an ethnic thing. Yeah. There is, yeah. near where I live in Mount Airy, there's an entire cemetery of people who are murdered because their bra straps were shown. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Zoot Suit Riot was a real uh, incident, Casey. I don't know the story behind it. Oh, wow. But, but yeah. All right, so here's... That a, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Here's it. Well, how about this? Here's another story that uh, a small thing that caused a big riot right. from the historian. A grilled cheese sandwich. How many millions died because of this? <laughs> Earlier this year, the staff at New York's Rikers Island Correctional Facility were facing a tricky situation. Budget cuts had left the prison dangerously short on staff in the evenings. There were just enough guards to cope if everything went well. But if some sort of prison riot broke out, the officers would be powerless to intervene. How's our cheese situation? Fortunately, everything seemed to be going according to plan until one of the inmates tried to make himself a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, no! The prisoner, a member of the Dominican uh, Trinitarians gang, asked a rival Crip if he could use his hot plate to make the treat. What did you just ask me? When the Crip refused, a fight broke out, which then spiraled into a huge riot between the two gangs. As many as 50 inmates fought... A pitched battle, throwing chairs and attacking each other with brooms. They're acting like convicts. One prisoner was even seen hurling a pan of boiling water at his rivals. Uh, With the outnumbered guards unable to break things up, the fight continued for almost an hour until the gangs themselves agreed to stop uh, wailing on each other and seek medical treatment. Over a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Would this have happened had he asked to make a crepe? Reports did not mention... Uh, whether the instigator uh, managed to get his grilled cheese sandwich or not. So we've all had, and you've reported stories, many of them, in the Bizarre File, of people who are jonesing for a particular type of food, Mm -hmm. and will open a fast food restaurant, and will brandish firearms, and will shoot at the outside of the building. What is it about 
that sort of hunger or that that jonesing thing that can drive. I mean, these are insane people to begin with, but we've all sort of been there. It's like when. What was the deli meat that you were robbed of? The, the band members? Pickle loaf. Pickle loaf. Yep. And you well, went nuts. Somebody's texting in the, the, the Popeye's chicken riots. Yes. There's happen. a perfect example. The Someone was sandwich. killed. They were, they were fighting. There yes. was fighting that happened over the damn chicken sandwich. So I don't know. It's just it's something you want. And you want to be able to say that you've had. And if you don't get your opportunity, then um, tempers flare. My kids have a um, uh, a history and, and, a, and a recent history of finishing a, an item in the cupboard, but leaving the box or the bag there. So oh, freak you out. not cool. And it happens more often than not where I'm like, oh, oh, I'm going to grab a Yeah, I'm going to grab a bat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a ooh, vampire bat. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. And then I grab the bag of vampire bats, and they're empty. And it that sucks. is so, and like. So I what do they do? Real, I, I get really mad. Yes. You know? I You know, it's the worst. If you go into the freezer. And you believe you're seeing a pint of ice cream. Yep. Oh, man. And you lift it up, and there's barely half a spoonful. Yep, I hate it. Yeah. What's the point of putting That's that That's what put Dahmer over the edge. Yeah. That's it. I'm eating people. All right, here's, a, here's another uh, small thing that created a big riot. It was a um, back in the early 19th century, Belgium. Belgium. Was, was ruled uh, from Holland as part of the United Kingdom of Netherlands, and they weren't particularly happy about it. So... It was probably a mistake for the Theater Royale in Brussels to hold a special command performance celebrating the birthday of the Dutch king, especially since the opera they chose, Daniel Aubert's La Mute de Portici, which is the mute girl of Portici. Uh, it told the inspirational story of a simple uh, Neapolitan fisherman who led an uprising against a tyrannical Spanish ruler. Uh-huh. As the show progressed... The Belgian audience was moved to tears by the stirring tale of resistance and bravery. The opera culminated in the famously stirring and patriotic duet called Amour Sacre de la uh, Petrie, which means Sacred Love of the Fatherland, at which point the audience, stirred into a nationalistic frenzy, started rioting. And as the show ended, people surged forth from the opera house, attacking government buildings and burning down Dutch businesses. <laughs> wow. The That's ri- a, I, I assume they canceled the matinee performance. The rioters fought against government troops and even uh, designed their own flag as the situation turned into a full-blown rebellion. <sighs> All tickets for future performances will be honored. Uh, within a few months, the Dutch had been forced out, oh and Belgium God. had been recognized as an independent country. And it was this opera that pushed it over the edge. There is a story that wow. I've never been able to... It, it is a true story, and I've told you this story before uh, concerning uh, the uh, when they first uh, dubbed the movie Godzilla. Oh, Japanese. you told me about it. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is true. And uh, though the um, they had first dubbed the movie Godzilla, and the Japanese had handled the, the, the script rewrite for English. They basically edited in Raymond Burr. In the, the original black and white version of Godzilla, you guys ever heard this? No. Okay. Oh my God. So, so Godzilla is uh, oh when Godzilla God. comes out of the ocean, the atomic bomb has caused this uh, cellular uh, mutation that becomes Godzilla. He's coming out of the ocean and he's going through the the the, the towns around Tokyo, and um, one of the reporters says, um, basically saying, "We have time." He's in the black part of town. Oh my God! To 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 relay the 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 um, now it's showing in a Chicago theater, African American predominant audience, and it was like an interpretation of like the poorer section right. of town. So they were equating it to that. 
miscommunication all over the place. Yeah. They're sitting in the audience like, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they they ripped the theater apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah who wouldn't be? Like, what? It's, it's okay. We have time. He's destroying <laughs> the just... black part of town. <laughs> wow. I mean, come on. Yeah, yep, exactly. So... Uh, and but, those those kind of mistranslations are legendary in the early days right. before they had people they they had like staffs that would really ruminate over what's the proper translation. Right, here? you can understand it. it it's still <laughs> incredibly offensive. Oh yes, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. You yes. see how it could happen. Though. I don't like this movie. <laughs> well, within a few months of this particular riot that happened, uh, the Dutch had been forced out, and Belgium had been recognized as in, as an independent country. Next time someone tries to tell you that opera is boring, remind them that. Uh, it's the only art form known to have started a successful revolution. That's wild. And I have one more story. Another now, Is this the biggest riot of them all? I believe so. And some of these stories I didn't get a chance to read all of, but... The historian has founded a... Founded? Found a story. Yes. Of the largest riot of all time from the smallest of places. All right, so this was... Am I right with that historian? Yeah, that is he correct. Thinks he's, he thinks I'm right with that. And this is, uh, there was another story I didn't get to. It was over a coronation, and this one is as well. On May 30th, 1896, Nicholas II had just been crowned czar and autocrat of oh, all. Oh, like a transformer. Of all the Russians. Yes, an autocrat. Uh, to mark the occasion, his government decided to celebrate the only way Russians knew how, and that was with some booze. So, more uh-huh. specifically, they arranged for a huge banquet to be held for the people of Moscow. We assume with vodka. Uh, every guest, no. Every guest would receive a free cup, uh, a piece of sausage, a pretzel, and all the beer that they could drink. Oh. In preparation, 20 new bars were built on uh, Kodiak Field, just outside the city. And on the morning of the celebrations, an estimated half a million people began to uh, gather around the field. Uh, held back by flimsy barricades and a few hundred Cossacks on horseback. Oh, dear God, I should never have put it up on Facebook. As the morning wore on, <laughs> the throngs began to grow restless. Then, like lightning, a rumor flashed through the crowd. The government had miscalculated, and there wasn't enough beer and pretzels oh, for well, everyone. That's, the it's like, that's like, do not, it. It's yeah. like not having a cheese uh, right. A, a cheese sandwich in Rikers. And then mm-hmm. they ran out of sausage as well. Right. Where are the sausages? Exactly. Where are the sausages? <laughs> you said you'd bring me sausages. I don't see no sausages. I want, I want Come you on. We have enough sausages. Sausages are good. We are all sausages. I want sausages. I want and so the panicked crowd, when they heard that there wasn't going to be enough beer and pretzels, surged through the barrier and rushed towards the food and drink as hundreds of thousands of people pressed across the field. Many were crushed or trampled underfoot. Oh, man. The field was uh, crossed by a number of small ravines and gullies. And uh, the citizens were forced into these by unstoppable weight of the crowd. They were crushed to death, weren't they? When the chaos dispersed, 1,389 people were dead. Whoa. Hey, we found the beer. Uh, And many more thousands were injured. Many people blame the Tsar's uncle, Grand Duke Serge, who had been responsible for organizing the event and had failed to put proper safety features in place. So it was not a good... No. Good party. No, it turned out bad. Uh, and uh, the Grand Duke, by the way, when when the Tsar called for an inquiry, 
Uh, Serge threatened to boycott the court if he was implicated, and the investigation was canceled. We're looking at pictures of a field littered with bodies yeah. from the celebration. Yeah, The SARS uncles also persuaded him to attend a ball at the French Embassy on the night of the tragedy, which didn't do anything for his popularity among Moscow's working class. If it's wow. any consolation, we never ran out of pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on Jeopardy! every now and then, uh, Russian history will end up being one of the categories, and I'm terrible at that. I don't know much about Russian history prior to, like, Stalin or, or Lenin, I suppose. But um, the history of the Romanov family, which Nicholas yes. II was a part of, right? Uh, apparently is really fascinating. I just don't know anything about any of that stuff. There's a ton of stuff that almost defies belief. I mean, right. especially, Preston, as you just reported, the whole Transformer influence on their history. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Many could've... of them were Autobots. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> yeah. All right, I have one more. We have time for one more, right? Do we really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. this was. This is unrelated. Because you may cause a riot now. Well, I've been sitting on this one for a while. Got to be stinky. Uh, and it's it's just it's bizarre. So the the historian I like to bring up uh, notable and odd uh, occurrences from history, and also ones that are just uh, unique and, and noteworthy. All right, that you, that may be off the beaten path. But have you ever heard of the Kentucky Meat Shower? The Kentucky Meat Shower. Yeah, me and my wife did that last night. <laughs> yeah, man. Nice. That's nice. Uh, All right. You put in these Billy Bob teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you hold the sausage. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Kentucky Meat Shower was an incident occurring for a period of several minutes on March 3rd, 1876. Right. Where what appeared to be flakes of red meat measuring approximately two by two inches with at least one being by four by four inches as they fell from the sky in a 100 by 50 yard area near the settlement of Rankin in Bath County, Kentucky. So they, they rained down like little chunks of meat? Little, rain, little chunks of meat. Rained down. I thought the... Wouldn't the tadpoles eat them in the... Right, that as they turned to frogs, mm-hmm. as they're flying through the sky? I mean, they're there. Probably hungry. Uh, so there exist several explanations as to how this occurred and what the meat was. Wow. The most popular being the vulture theory, in which a group of vultures regurgitated their meals. On moss? And the pieces fell to earth from a reasonable height. Yes. That seems bizarre. However, the initial theory was of Nostoc bacteria. The exact type of meat was never identified, with the meat appearing to be beef. But according to the first report in Scientific American, the two gentlemen who tasted it... Yes, who's eating that? ...judged it to be lamb or deer. Hallelujah, it's rain and beef. <laughs> uh, Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton identified the meat as lung tissue... Oh, my God. ...from either a horse or a human infant. Flying horses? From the sample he had given, said the structure of the organ in these two cases being almost identical. So what, what was the final determination of the origin of this meat? There's just there's just theories. There's that no uh, never confirmed what caused a shower of meat. Yeah, over that area at the time, Mrs. Crouch, a farmer's wife, was making soap on her porch. When I was standing out here <laughs> making soap on the porch, and then suddenly I turned around, and there was meat falling from the sky. I quickly ran inside and got my husband, and he said, "Leave me alone." What? <laughs> it was one. She was. Making soap on her porch one sunny afternoon. It was sunny and it was warm. There was a light breeze blowing out of the east. And then I looked to the sky and I saw little pieces of meat falling out. When she reported seeing the meat pieces fall from the sky. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Try to stay with me, Skippy. 
She said she was merely 40 steps from her house. I never go more than 40 steps from my house. When the meat started. I don't like foreign travel. When the meat started to slap the ground. Yeah. The meat looked grisly, according to Mrs. Crouch. It was disgusting. She and her husband believed the event signified a sign from God. Yeah. Uh, A similar event was later reported. Or it was vulture vomit. In your. (laughs) Was reported in Europe. Uh, Wow. Oh, that's the thunder. Okay. Uh, The phenomenon was reported. It's like thunder. Uh, Lightning. (laughs) The way you move me is frightening. Uh, It was reported in the Scientific American and uh, the New York Times. Wow. Uh, Most of the pieces, as I said, were two by two or four by four. The meat appears to be measuring them, by the way. Uh, Let me see. Some of this is regurgitated. Over over what's what? I'm, I'm assuming like a couple of acres, right? Uh, yeah, oh, was, was it was it very refined? Just on their house? It was over a on a house in the sky by a one hundred by fifty yard area. Uh, that's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, they a it might uh, have been vulture vomit. A doctor thought the substance was substance was gnostic, a type of uh, cyanobacteria. Uh, the doctor gave the meat samples to the Newark Scientific Association for further analysis. Oh, they're good. To a letter from Dr. Alan Mikhail Hamilton appearing in the medical record and stating the meat had been identified as lung tissue from either horse or human infant. How the hell does it end up in the sky, though? I don't know. How does it rain down? Well, were horses exploding somewhere? But it was either a horse or an infant? Like yeah. They couldn't distinguish between a human infant and a horse. Shows right. you the level of medical knowledge at that time. Uh, Brandy's Gnostic theory. It's either a horse or a baby human. <laughs> relied on the fact that Gnostic expands into a clear jelly-like mass when rain falls on it. Other often given the sense that it was falling for, with the rain, Charles Fort noted in his book, The Book of Damned, that there had been no rain. Locals... Frame fam- it on the rain. <laughs> <laughs> now you do a Millie Vanilli. Exactly. I'm just... All right, so I, I don't know how much landed... I, we we know it's a, over a fifty by one hundred plot Yard. of land. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, did somebody just catapult this? You know, like it was it a pissed off neighbor? Who right. Was like, you know what? Like set up like a uh, yeah yeah. I got some infant lung tissue sitting around. Yeah, and a catapult. Why don't you fired at yeah. the farm over there. <laughs> yeah. That old bitch deserves it. Making soap <laughs> <laughs> out on the porch, making soap all day. I'm making soap, and you hate it, don't you? Firing your dead babies at me. This is in 1876, by the way. Maybe it's only 1876, by the way. Maybe they just had catapults. Everybody had catapults in their, in their yard. Made out of actual cats. Uh, so anyhow, uh, locals favored the explanation that the meat was vomited up by buzzards, who, as is their custom, seeing one of their companions... God, dis- what a hot town this was. It's exciting. himself immediately followed suit. So later like, on, we're all going to meet at the pub and talk about whether it was vulture vomit. So it was a, it was a barfarama, they said. Vultures vomit as part of making a quick escape and also as a defensive method when threatened. Fight or flight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, Fort explained the flattened, dry appearance of the meat chunks. Oh, my God. As a result of pressure and noted that nine days later, red corpuscles with a vegetable appeared appearance fell over London. I'm tapping out. What the hell? I, you don't even understand it. That sounds like War of the Worlds. If the, the Tom Cruise, yeah, movie where the stuff those... dries up and the, the, the yeah, they're they're trying to yeah. they're trying to uh, what do they terraform the planet? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's disgusting. So that's called the Kentucky Meat Shower. Happened on March third, eighteen seventy six. I was making soap. That's what she was doing. Rain, rain. 
Blame it on the rain. All right. I rain, th- rain. I thought these were interesting. So, uh, <laughs> well, we now, you did, didn't you? We now got to uh, close up the library. Close up the goddamn library. And uh, call it a day here for the historian. But uh, thank you for listening. Hope you found some interesting information. You know, can I put in a request to the historian? You may. Uh, I want more. Um, uh, Notorious murders and crime. Oh, done deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I like I'll, that stuff. I'll scare some of. I mean, not not that uh, vulture vomit isn't a, a ripper, but yeah. uh, uh, I will. Uh, I'll get on that, sir. Yeah. All right, with that, we're going to take a break. Let me give away another fifty dollar gift card from our friends at Piccadilly Inn in Chamon, New Jersey, where Marissa is going to be Friday from five to seven. Uh, for a calendar raid and a little happy hour get-together. Wow. Yeah, and uh, let's see. We'll take caller number 10, and I'll set you up with this. 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead and give us a call right now. They have amazing wings. They do. And you can watch the big game at the Piccadilly Inn in Chamong, New Jersey. Enjoy $3 domestic drafts, $5 crafts, and the best wings in all of South Jersey. Visit PiccadillyInn.com. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Highly suspect. Ozzy Osbourne. The Who, featuring Ashes to New. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Uh, thank you, Kathy. I've just been told we have a show announcement coming up uh, in about an hour or so. Uh, no. Or, no. No. In five minutes. Yeah. Oh. Hour, five minutes. Same thing. So you know what? Let's do the Bizarre File, and then I will reveal that information. All so right. here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by hers. Every trip down the chip aisle is a test of your Philly allegiance. Make sure that you grab hers and snack like you're from here. Keep it Philly, Philly, with hers. We'll start with this. Uh, Last week, the University of Liverpool tweeted out a photo of a slice of cheese, uh, and they captioned it, This is not a bookmark. To add insult, the slice of American cheese was clearly aged and discolored. Uh, The tweet went viral. So apparently the library, someone had returned a book and used a slice of cheese. As a bookmark? As a bookmark. That is correct. Animals. The tweet went viral. The library challenged the people who liked the tweet to come up with cheesy puns promising to post the winner. Also, the librarians started posting photos of food that they'd found in books before. So I guess this happens from time to time. Uh, Maybe when people are studying and they just... Close food up in the books. Yeah, I Still generally seems pretty stupid. I, I do the dog ear method. Yeah, I don't. Uh, or you rip the book in half at that point. I don't yeah. put cheese inside of it. Rip off the part you've already read. Here's an interesting uh, story. It's a form of revenge. A man from Scotland named Alan Haddle says that he was worried after not being contacted by loved ones in three to four months, and then the 75 year old found a gravestone with his name on it. In a nearby cemetery. What the hell happened? He now wonders if people think he is dead and wants him to know the truth. He blames his ex-wife for putting the grave there. Uh, and he's not 100% sure it's her, but he says that he plans to cover over the grave. But he thinks that she had just put up a tombstone with his name on it. And spread the word around that he had died? Possibly. So she Crazy must, bitch. Must hate, hate, hate him. I don't know. 
A naked customer caused a ruckus at a business in Cape May County on Thursday before getting into a fight with police, leaving three officers hurt. The 17-year-old was out of control and damaging items. He was naked in the Fresh Custom Upholstery Store. No, not an upholstery store. I don't know why this guy would be naked and in an upholstery store. (laughs) The teen was only wearing underwear when police were called, but peeled off the briefs when officers approached him after arriving. When an officer tried to arrest the teen, the 17-year-old tried to remove the cop's gun from its holster before a second officer thwarted the attempt. Uh, He continued to resist, and it took multiple police to get him handcuffed during the fracas. Uh, One officer suffered a dislocated shoulder, one a head injury, and a third third cop ended up with a glass shard in his leg while attempting to take the teen into custody. He must have been whacked out. I'm guessing drugs, yes. Not unless he's uh, that much into upholstery. Uh, Police charged the teen with two counts of aggravated assault on police who remains in custody. Wow. Okay, here's a follow-up story. Uh, This is out of Tempe, Arizona. The accused penis man graffiti tagger... Has apparently been busted. Has he? So this guy, I've forgotten the the full story of how many, but I mean like thousands apparently uh, tags that just said penis man were right. all over Tempe, Arizona. Uh, and in fact, the Phoenix News Times published an article just before 5 p.m. on Thursday about the investigation, which police launched after numerous instances of the tagger scrawling penis man across public and private buildings and other objects since late November. The taggings have received nationwide attention on social media and on news sites. Uh, but apparently Dustin Schomer announced on his own Facebook page early Saturday morning that, quote, 25 heavily armed SWAT officers had arrested him on January 23rd at his uh, condo. Actually, it was in Phoenix where they got him. So what's the, the cost, the damage that uh, of his uh, penis don't activities. know, Steve, because he did hit, like, you know, government buildings yes. and stuff like that, so it's going to be pretty expensive. Uh, so Tempe police confirmed on Saturday afternoon that they had arrested the penis man, so they got him. Uh, let's see. How about this one? A When a man looked inside the mailbox of his vacant rental home last month, he found a bit of a surprise, more than $8,000 in cash. Nice. Instead of keeping it, he took it to police, who discovered the person who sent the expensive envelope was the victim of a scam. Scammers had called a 90-year-old woman from Wisconsin several times. I was making soap. And <laughs> told her that her grandson needed the cash to get out of jail and pay for other expenses. In, oh, dear God. In mm-hmm. total, she spent $54,000 in oh, cash. And then I realized I didn't have a grandson. Uh, to multiple locations, including this house. Darius Thomas, the man who found the cash, uh, said that he bought the home in 2017, usually rented it out to tenants. Uh, When he opened the mailbox in December, he was welcomed by a calendar full of Ben Franklin's. He said it was nothing but $100 bills. Each page of the calendar had $100 bills lined in it. We should do that with our calendar. Uh, Police said the man's (laughs) reaction to the cash was even more surprising. Uh, The police said he didn't hesitate. Mr. Thomas came up and turned the money in. Uh, by the time police had contacted the woman, she had already learned that she had been scammed. Her family had contacted her grandson, who was able to clear everything up, but they expected uh, that the cash was long gone. I was making soap. Yep. $54,000. Wow. Okay, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we have a show announcement. Ooh. Uh, it's not technically a concert. No. Uh, but it is a show, and this will be taking place. 
Saturday, October 24th at the Met in Philadelphia. And by the way, it is a live taping for a comedy special. Ooh. We are happy to uh, say that uh, Jim Gaffigan is returning to Philadelphia. Yeah. Grammy nominee Jim Gaffigan. So the name... The name of the show is The Pale Tourist, and uh, tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, via Ticketmaster.com, and there's a pre-sale that will be taking place Thursday. You can get the pl- complete information at uh, WMMR.com, and am I giving these away? Yeah. Are you? What? I got a pair of tickets to give away. We'll take caller number 19, 215-263-WMMR. You'll be able to see Jim Gaffigan. Uh, so that is Saturday, October 24th. It's a ways off, but still, it'd be pretty cool, man. It's uh, my wife's favorite. Oh, Jim? Loves he's this great. guy. Yeah. yeah, he's great. All right, 215-263-WMMR, caller number 19. You're good. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second, and we will get to uh, the Trash and Music News as well as a lesson question, so don't stray too far because we'll be back shortly. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, We have a lesson question today that could end up with you winning a $50 Lee's Hoagie House gift certificate. Uh, So let's see if you've been paying attention this morning. Uh, One day, someone will wake me up and tell me it's time to go. Who will that wizard be? 215-263-WMMR. One day... Someone will wake up me and tell me that it's time to go. Who will that wizard one day be? 215-263-WMMR. While you are calling in, we are going to do the trash. So here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning it is brought to you by Lee's Hoagie House. Make your big game party the best ever. With award-winning hoagies and cheesesteaks from Lee's Hoagie House. And Lee's can cater your party no matter the size. Find the location closest to you at leeshoagiehouse.com. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, the Oscars are following the example set by the Golden Globes and will serve an almost entirely plant-based menu for their nominee luncheon. The Academy announced the meal would be 70% plant-based and 30% bat soup. <laughs> oh, my Irina, God. Irina Shayk, Bradley Cooper's ex-girlfriend, telling British Vogue the reason for their split did not involve another woman. Shake says that eventually she became tired of always coming in second to his dear friends on the Preston and Steve show. Yeah. I can understand that. He loves us dearly. And finally, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are expected to have no problem becoming self-sufficient with huge money already being offered for speaking engagements and book deals. In fact, both Meghan and Harry have already signed lucrative contracts to host the next five KISS concerts. Thank you, Hollywood Track. All right, let's see if we can find an answer. One day someone will wake me up and tell me it's time to go, and who will that be? I will go to John, our first caller in. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? Good, John. So who's going to wake me up one day? Oh, that would have to be Gandalf. Gandalf, Gandalf the Gandalf, yes! Hey. Hang on just a second, my man. We'll get your information, and we're going to give you... Wake up, Preston. A $50... Where the hell's the music? Wake up. Uh, C3. C3. Uh, it's one of your levers. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Gandalf. Why is your bed covered in banana skins? A $50 Lee's <laughs> Hoagie House gift certificate. Lee's Hoagie House is now accepting party orders for Sunday. Contact your local Lee's now, and you can get the best hoagies, cheesesteaks, and wraps around for the game. 
Lee's Hoagie House, the same as it ever was. You can visit leeshoagiehouse.com. All right, music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Brought to you this morning by McGuff Bus Company. If you're looking to earn extra income in your retirement, McGuff Bus Company is hiring for part-time afternoon drivers with a valid New Jersey CDL. Continue to have a rewarding career with a flexible schedule to fit around your life. McGuffBus.com. We have the lineup of the Firefly Festival. That was just announced. It's going to be June 18th to the 21st at the Woodlands in Dover, Delaware. In the Woodlands. In the Woodlands, that's right, just outside the Shire. Uh, some of the bands on board, and there's a whole gigantic list. That, is this a concert for the world of men? That runs, the, yes, it is. It would be for the, yes, for the world of men. <laughs> Elves are, really aren't into. I don't see anything here that would appear to the Elven Brothers. Firefly that often. Um, but uh, groups that are scheduled to be at the event, and I'll just skim through some of this stuff. Um, skim away. Uh, Billie Eilish. Of she course. just raked him up at Dominated the Grammy Awards. The Grammys. Uh, Rage Against a Machine, Blink-182, uh, Khaled, or is it Khalid? Uh, there are two well, of them. There's DJ Khalid, and then there's Khaled. Yes. Okay, well, it's Khaled. Uh, Halsey. Uh, oh, she's hot. Cage the Elephant. Uh, David Lee Roth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. There have been many mistakes in the Shire, and this might be another one. Uh... <laughs> And then a bunch of groups, as you know me, I wouldn't recognize them. But. There's a few, few that are uh, MMR bands. The Struts. Are they? Yeah, the Struts yeah. are on here. And well, there we go. Glorious Sons. Nice. Yeah, they're, they're down a little bit lower. Uh, they don't get the big print, but they're going to be tiny print there. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Lil Dicky, Philly's own. Lil Dicky? Love Lil Dicky. We know him. He's in music. Oh, who do, how do we know Lil Dicky? He's a rapper, uh, but he's from Philly. That's how we know him. You've seen some of his videos. He worked with Snoop Dogg for a little bit. And Oh, uh, the white dude. The white yeah. dude from yeah, Philly. Very, yeah, very, very funny. He does funny he's hilarious. rap stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's a little Lil Dicky. Uh, let's see. Let's see who's at the bottom of the list, okay? Because it's right. always fun to see. It's yeah. like an eye chart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, you know what? These go in alphabetical order at the bottom. That's why. Oh, good. So 99 neighbors. The number's 99. And the bitch ain't one. Right. <laughs> That's good, Gandalf. Thank you. <laughs> Gandalf jokes. <laughs> Appearing tonight in the Shire, <laughs> Gandalf the Gray, opening for Jim Gaffigan. A lot of people don't know. Uh, now, as far as... Between on- you and me, I, I hate those hairy-footed little breaks. <laughs> uh, this is the ninth year uh, for the, the event. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um... And the four-day passes will be $229 for general admission. Uh, VIP, $679. What? And if you want uh, super VIP, it's $2,499. Mm. So a quick thing here. My wife went a couple years ago. Um, Stupid. There were more. Um, $2,500. There seems to be more bands, actually, that speak to uh, her sensibilities on this, you know, more of a, the rock nature. It's not. This isn't a bad bill. There've been some bad bills where there wasn't really a lot going on. But this is. There's a couple. Does she camp when she went, Steve? Uh, no. Okay. No, because you hotel. can, right? Yeah. Okay. Lord, no, no one wants to do that. Uh, so surrounded in the muck and mire of all those filthy people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know exactly. It's it, Friday. There's a pre-sale on Friday, but I don't have a... I'm, I'm not your information guy. What do you want from me? I, Santa's got to go. Santa has to go. I don't know what go. the hell you expect from Gandalf's me. Gandalf's got to go. Those words almost came out of his mouth yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to yeah. go. He, he, he was, was having right, what go. they call a conniption fit. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> he was all mean? tired of the Annabelle jokes, and they've worn him down. My God, he hates it. He really hates the I, Annabelle joke. I didn't realize he hated it that much. Well, I it, thought you were exaggerating, Preston, when you said he's not a fan of it. And I was like, oh, come on, that's funny. He's oh, been yeah. so upset about them, he's purchasing a weapon. <laughs> Legit he wants to shoot us dead. <laughs> Wait, the more I think about it, everyone was picking on him yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Chuck, no. Chuck was going at two things. Not a little bit. Chuck lightly, was going, but he... Yeah, no, lightly fun. It, but I thought it, it was, was hilarious. It was the wrong day to come after Bill yesterday because he <laughs> laid it down on us. Well, Chuck did something, then Casey did something, then the Annabelle came up, like, and then he just <laughs> he literally said, I gotta go. <laughs> mm-hmm. When's Bill's birthday, by the way? Friday? Oh, the 31st, right? Oh, yeah. Friday. Thursday or Friday, yeah. Okay. So we should probably get the real Annabelle in now. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh <laughs> we my used God. to have we one. Do, we, we, we really Annabelle. did a great one for Bill's birthday one year, but he, uh, we should do something nice for him. Yeah, uh, like that vagina thing again. Oh, my God. He was not a fan. Yeah. Uh, uh, he thought he, he liked it. He liked the it. one problem was that, that was we painted a huge vagina on uh, the, the windows in his office with him coming out of it, and yeah. we forgot that it was take your son to work day. <laughs> it's not that we forgot. We just didn't know. We had no idea. Yeah. Hey, it was commemorating commemorating the his day birth. he was born. Yeah. Right, yeah. Fortunately, his son thought it was hilarious. He started yes, laughing. He did. Because it was. But the Annabelle thing. Uh, so so his, his issue is that uh, with that is that he doesn't think that anyone finds it funny. <laughs> and we go to it too often. And, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah we go to that well too often is what he said. We go to every well too of often. We Nobody That's our thing. Nobody finds it funny. Not true. Actually, I think it's hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> so he's going to go flying and get a gun. And get a gun? <laughs> no, he has a gun. He has a gun. He's well, going to get, get a concealed. Yeah, he's going to right, yeah, shoot us all. It's going to be bring your gun to work day on Friday. <laughs> um, the video, of, by the way, up on the uh, the web uh, on the social media is the video of Kathy being startled by. <laughs> Annabelle in our lobby. When this did is, this, this is part of the promotion when the second Annabelle movie yeah, came out. This was it. I had no idea, but apparently they had been planning it for weeks to <laughs> get, catch me on my way in while it was still dark outside and I was all alone with this scary Annabelle doll. Wow, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. yeah. Annabelle's nice, though. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne said on the red carpet at the Grammy Awards on Sunday night that uh, he'll move forward with his No More Tours 2 trek if he's well enough. Making his first public appearance uh, since announcing his Parkinson's disease, Ozzy had said, uh, if I'm well enough, I'll work towards it. I'm having physical therapy every day, five days a week. I'm trying, doing the best I can. Neck surgery is not easy. Uh, And Kelly, who was with him, uh, said that she's proud of her dad's progress. She said, seeing how far dad's come this year and how far... Uh, he's come in the last week alone has just been incredible. I think coming out and telling the truth has been a weight lifted off his shoulders. His physical therapist is saying how far you have uh, moved forward in or how far he's moved forward in this uh, last week is insane. So do you remember there was that whole thing about how, that that uh, um, his wife had gone uh, over to Europe and they hadn't spent uh, the holidays together, but she had commitments on uh, one of those talent shows that she's a, a guest. Uh, no, it was here. Whatever it was, they ended up split up. But a lot of that, it turns out, had to do with the fact that he was dealing with this and couldn't travel. Yeah. 
Uh, Tool drummer Danny Carey cited the influence of Led Zeppelin's John Bonham, jazz legend Tony Williams, and Russia's Neil Peart on his own style when he accepted Tool's Grammy on Sunday night for Best Metal Performance. And later on backstage, he spoke in particular about Neil, with whom he was friends with before uh, he passed away earlier this month. He had said, Neil uh, just kind of was so defined, and he was such a precise composer in the way that he played uh, that that was a big influence on what I wanted to do with the band. Is that true? He was precise as a drummer? Oh, very much okay. so. Yeah. Which is amazing. The speed at which he was able to play and the number of drums that he had in front of him that he could ha- he could do it with that precision. Well, that and that was everything he played was intended. He didn't jam. He didn't riff. He, he knew what he wanted to do. He decided what the song needed, and he played it that way all the time. Um, so he said, uh, yeah, he goes on to say that uh, to be in a band... That did composition, and it wasn't just jamming and stuff like that. I uh, said that's that's what he wanted to do. So luckily, I found the right bandmates to do that with. Uh, Tool won the Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance for uh, the song Tempest, by the way. And then one last story. Uh, we're doing this one for Annabelle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you better watch it. You'll get shot from the sky as you walk to your car. <laughs> In the distance, you'll hear the buzzing of a piper car, but before you know it, a bullet will blow through your skull. <laughs> like the angel of death descending upon you. Annabelle. So, Annabelle. 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 I'm not doing that. That's Casey doing that. Run. Run, Annabelle. 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 Bill's taking flying lessons and he's packing Repellium program of directorio. Are you throwing a spell at him? I cannot hold him long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he shall not pass. (laughs) Also, the best way to get us to stop doing something is to tell us you hate it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. As it was coming out of his mouth, I was like, what are you doing? Don't you know how this goes? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And he said it like three or four times. I was like, oh, you just dug your own grave. All right. Anyway, uh, Pearl Jam bassist Jeff Ahmet, uh, his brother Barry, and art directors Jeff Fura and Joe Spix uh, picked up a Grammy Award for Best Recording Package on Sunday night for their design of the 2018 box set compiling the work of uh, late Soundgarden singer Chris Cornell. Did um, Michael Comstock from uh, Injury Recording, a guy who does our uh, uh, Camp Out for Hunger every year, did he win a Grammy is, on Sunday? Is that real? You wow. heard that? Um, wow. For what? So he, um, I, I guess he had done something with Drexel's um, orchestra. Wow. And uh, it was some sort of like a composition, composing category. He recorded it? <laughs> I, Gandalf, let me check on that real quick. Jeff Ahmed said backstage that working on the set was very emotional for him. He said, I mean, I first got a call like only about five, six weeks after he passed. And so it felt too soon at that point to be thinking about it. So it took us a few months, and I asked for a few months uh, for us to come up with some images. And more than anything, uh, we wish he was here accepting the uh, the title with us. Uh, Amit had, of course, played in uh, Temple of the Dog with Chris and was oh. good friends with him for a long, long time. They, but... they were nominated. I apologize. They were nominated, but they lost to freaking John Williams. Well, you know what they say? Just being nominated is an honor. Yep. Uh, you know what? I do have one more story. Aerosmith is uh, celebrating their 50th anniversary with a massive hometown stadium show. 
September 18th at Boston's Fenway Park. Wow. Uh, they last played the hallowed ball field back on August 14, 2010, on a double bill with support from fellow Bostonians, the Jay Giles Band. Uh, been no word as to whether sideline drummer Joey Kramer will be on board for the band's upcoming Las Vegas gigs or if it's upcoming 13-country European trek. Speaking of Boston, Steve, I enjoyed the commercial you sent over to me <laughs> uh, with uh, who else in there? Chris Evans. Rachel dragged Chris Evans. Uh, uh, Jim from the office. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. They're all from Boston. Awesome, all from Boston. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And uh, they're having fun with uh, parking a car. Right, uh, because the new uh, Kia, I think it is. Has no, Hyundai. Hyundai. Sunday. Uh, a Sonata. <laughs> Sonata, right? Sonata, yeah. Has a, uh, a self-parking system on board. Yeah, it's very, very funny. I did enjoy that. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in music news for you. We're going to take one more break. Come back in a second. Let me give away the last of our Pick-A-Lily in gift certificates. I have two $50 gift certificates, so we'll take callers number 16 and 17 at 215-263-WMMR, and we are going to set you up with that. Uh, don't forget, you can see the all-new menu and order takeout for the big game from the Piccalilli Inn. Order before Friday and get an order of Buffalo Mac and Cheese free. Visit PiccaliliInn.com. And don't forget Friday as well, Marissa. Yeah! With Calendar Girls from this year, this year's calendar, Nicole and Dominique for a calendar raid. 5 to 7 on Friday, Piccalilli Inn in Shamong, New Jersey. They're on Route 206. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Huxley. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com, keyword local shots. Huxley, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. As we are coming to a close, the broadcast for the day. Uh, But fear not, we'll be set and ready to go for tomorrow. And you are in the more than capable hands of one Mr. Pierre Robert when he makes his way in here in just a moment or so. I would like to thank the Piccalillian for coming by this morning. Piccalillian. Uh, the ladies are wonderful, so thank you to Bonnie and Dana and Jess uh, for dropping off all the good stuff. Buffalo wings and tails, buffalo chicken egg rolls, and buffalo mac and cheese. A reminder that Marissa will be with a couple of calendar girls at the Piccalillian on Friday. They're located in Shamong, New Jersey. Uh, route 206 to be specific, 866 Route 206. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, 5 to 7 on Friday. So big happy hour get together and free calendars uh, for yeah. those who show up. And the girls are de- definitely loads of personality. Pickalily.com is the website. I've never been to Shimong, New Jersey oh. before. No. I've always liked Lovely this time of year. Is it lovely? Yeah. Well, not many places are lovely in January. Yeah, either, so be- you got it. That says a lot about Shimong. Pear trees are blooming. So, uh, Pierre is indeed here. Hey, man. Hi. How you doing? Two questions. Yes. yes. First, where did the Annabelle thing come from? <laughs> Annabelle. Annabelle. Uh, because um. I, I've heard you reference it many times. Yeah. I laugh every time, but I ultimately don't know its origin. It's from this, uh, the, the call that Casey did to uh, Bill. 
uh, where he asked it to play Santa on the phone. Oh, that. Right. And but so Bill, did... and we actually lauded him because in in a pinch he came up with that name to be Mrs. Claus. Yeah, Casey oh. had asked, what is Mrs. Claus's name? And he said, well, I just call her Mrs. Claus. He goes, some people call her Annabelle. Ah. And we, we had never heard Annabelle is the name for uh, Mrs. Claus, and we just thought it was funny. And, yeah. And uh, so it's just a thing that we jump. You know us, Pierre. We jump on things. Really? But it's funny, too, because Annabelle. That, that call is 10 years old at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'd laughed at the Annabelle line for years, but it didn't really take off as us saying it until recently. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, okay. the, yeah, yeah, literally within the last few weeks and, um, you know, <laughs> Christmas uh, 2019. So... Things can exist on our show for 10 years and get buried or get forgotten or whatever, and then this one resurfaced, and now it's been making us laugh for a it, month. It just contextually happened to pop up uh, pop up in something that <laughs> right. resonated with us, uh-huh. and now we're off and running. But the idea uh, – also, I think he's right. In some in some texts and, and some yeah. – Annabelle is a name that comes up for Mrs. Claus. Oh, really? So uh, I, I thought it was a good save on his part. We've – We've actually complimented the way he handles that call, but there Annabelle. there are a couple of great sound clips no, that came from that. I've heard the the, yeah. the call many times, yeah. uh, you know, and particularly the Santa's got to go. I didn't realize <laughs> that that was. I didn't realize he had said Annabelle, and uh, that that was where uh, the research. <laughs> now, obviously, Annabelle's also associated with the with the devil doll from the, the Conjuring and the Annabelle movies. <laughs> okay, all right, that's so, my first question. Yeah. Now, my second question. Um, I watch the Grammys, but I have this way of watching award shows now uh, where I I put it on the DVR. Right. And I go do things uh, for an hour and a half or so, and then I come back and I start fast-forwarding past stuff. That's the way I do it, too. I get past the commercials. I get past, like, the, you know, awards I don't want to, don't yeah. care about or, or uh, uh, acceptance speeches or whatever it might be. It's a godsend. It really is helpful. I mean, it can take a three-and-a-half to four-hour show and reduce it to an hour-and-a-half to two. Uh, it might be a tip for you if you like to if you get through these things fast. But, you know, with the exception of Aerosmith and their Run DMC thing, I did not notice. Uh, were the Rock Awards uh, part of the main broadcast? Because you referenced uh, the Tool Award. No, um, that wasn't. Uh, the medal wasn't. I don't know about the Garrett Clark Jr. Awards, who won Best Rock Performance. No. I don't recall him speaking. KG Elephant also won. Yeah, they won for Best Alternative. And I didn't recall so seeing them or them it, performing. It might be completely void of any it, rock award. Yeah, because I watched it all and say for a few b- quick runs to the to the bathroom, uh, I don't think I missed anything. So uh-huh. what, what ended up being the predominant representation of rock was the Aerosmith. Okay. Uh, tribute, but they, the awards were given, and but though I did have to say that, and we we talked about it uh, this time around, it seemed to be more R and B and more. Uh, there was less um, hip hop, you know, less people. Yeah, yeah, you know that, that right. just rap. stuff that sounded very redundant and rap. Um, and mind you, there's some great artists and, and people who are doing that sort of stuff. I got it, but uh, there was more. I found stuff that I listened to and said, "Oh, that's cool. Or, that's interesting. Or that I enjoyed." And I do like that about the Grammys, that it's sort of yeah. a Whitman sampler of things that you might not otherwise... I had no idea Tanya Tucker had a pretty damn good... I likened it to Warren Zevon's Keep Me In Your Heart. I yes. thought it was just a, a beautiful song. Well, I love Brandy Carlisle, too, yeah. so that was that was a cool pairing. I like the uh, cowboy 
the uh, Nas X. Is that yeah, his name? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool, but um, I just I had kind of missed the rock thing about well, the the Aerosmith thing. It, you know, there had been the controversy over their drummer, Joey Kramer. It looked to me like that was Joey Kramer behind the kit. Now, maybe it wasn't because they had a slight falling out. It was Michael Richards as Kramer. Uh, <laughs> and it was just a weird... No, it, I couldn't tell. A lot of people uh, said it looked like him. Uh, I know he walked the red carpet at some event with them uh, okay. uh, for, for their charity work. But uh, we'll see how that plays out. All right. These, that's the extent of my questions. Thank all you. Right. That's you, all good. You have helped me. Thank you, Gandalf. <laughs> it's always my pleasure. And the belt. All right. Everybody run. He's got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. We need to do the letter. You ready, man? I, yes. All right. I Preston yes. and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter A as in Alabama. And the belt. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, man. It was sorry. pretty obvious. I was hoping it, it was going to be A. A as in? Uh, uh, Annabelle. Annabelle. There you go. Santa's got to go. <laughs> All right. We have a cardboard classic ski and stay Damn. package at Split Rock Resort, including two nights hotel on March 5th and 6th, plus a pair of passes for both nights for H2O Water Park, also bowling and the movie theater. Split Rock Resort, located between Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Area, is just a quick drive away in the Poconos. I'm sure you got some things planned for today, right? Boy, oh boy, do I. I got uh, money to give away, possibly, at 11 and 1 with easy money. That's running through next Monday, by the way, if people are wondering. And then a couple more chances with Jackson at 4 and 6 p.m. And then uh, we've got tickets for Roger Waters in the round at the Big Joint, July 10th. That goes on sale Friday. Also on sale on Friday is Jimmy Buffett uh, coming to Camden August 6th. So tickets for both those shows. uh, And I'll give them away, uh, at least one of them, earlier. And then Workforce Blocks, uh, a a wide variety of requests we've had for uh, blocks, which we will honor today. Uh, Everything ranging from Poison to Incubus to Meatloaf, which I'll all be honored in individual requests. So there you go. All right. uh, Let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by HERS, Forever Good. Also, Acme, Fresh Foods, Local Flavor, the official supermarket of the President Steve Show. And Major League Wrestling presenting Fightland February 1st at the 2300 Arena in South Philadelphia. Uh, tomorrow on the program, it's a Wednesday, so Fox Good Day will do that. We'll have a secret text word, and we're going to have comedian Ahmed Weinberg huh. in our studio. So we'll have those things and more for tomorrow's program. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Yeah, to the guy, like, three cars ahead of me, dude, I got a Speed limit's 55. Let's go over 30. Let's go. I got to take a dump. Next message. I just want to send a shout-out to my grandma. She had the walking parts real bad this weekend, but she still managed to do the 5K with walking parts. It was amazing. Thanks, Grandma. You're the best. Next message. I'd like my boss right here, right now, so I can tell him what a piece of Idiot, low life scoundrel, dog fighting, snake sniffing, bastard piece of son of a he is. Damn, I hate work. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs> 